Well, there goes the neighborhood. Good morning, everybody, and welcome, welcome on this Saturday, January. Wait, I, I hear my wife in the background. What? I, I, yeah, my wife is in the other room. She'll be along shortly to help out with the 877th episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebookio Podcastio Programio of the stream featuring me, Dave Lefkowitz, you watching at home, my wonderful, wonderful wife Joyce contributing as she does, and a couple of special guests playing our weekly trivia game. Uh, so it's going to be a, a classic typical, atypical Dave's Gone By episode. Here's what we've got in store for you over the next two and a half to three hours of your time, your valuable time, which is obviously not that valuable because you're watching this. But anywho, uh, did I mention I'm Dave Lefkowitz? Yes, I am. And then I've been hosting this program since October of 2002, and that's why we've got 876 of these already in the can. But um, this one, let's see, we're going to have Greeley Crimes and Old Times, where we go through the newspaper in Greeley, Colorado for two wonderful columns that they do every week about weird phone calls that come into the police department and also items that were in the newspapers there 100 years ago. It's a segment we've been doing for many years now. We love it. And it's called Greeley Crimes and Old Times. Plus, we will have our color. I don't know what how this became plus. This is kind of like, you know, Captain Hook summoning children or something, but plus we have Colorado Limerick of the Damned. And because we lived in Colorado, what's that, babe? Oh, Joyce almost fell, but I'm on the air. So, uh, you know, something horrible happens to her. I can't deal. I'm with you right now. So um, Colorado Limerick of the Damned, where we will go to, where are we going? Silver Plume, Colorado. There's a town called Silver Plume, Colorado. And I've written a poem about it, as I have about nearly 250 other places in Colorado. And these aren't beautiful epic sonnets and odes. Oh no. Oh no. These are more like odors. Oh, you're so clear with my yeah. Wow. Yeah. These are limericks, disgusting five-line poems. And we, that's why we kind of save them towards the end of the show. Do I look better with or without all the, the um, light? I, I think I look good. This is good. This is, I think uh, you look really handsome. Ooh, thank you. I gotta sit down and have to sleep. Yeah. That's my wife Joyce in the background. I'm and sleepy. having her tea and enjoying I think, I hope, her brand new I'm loving them. progressive I can, like, glasses. I can see like every single thing on your shirt. I can see like every freckle you have, every hair. My every, moles, yeah. Everything. Right, where's my, where's my mole? Oh, and, and my weird neck discoloration. Uh, that's probably cancer. It's not cancer, don't say that. Well, what, what could this possibly be? Pants? I've had this for weeks. Why are you wearing those old pants? Well, just, they're not on camera, oh. so that doesn't oh. matter. Well, if, if any doctors watching at home, this this I thought was a scratch, like on my neck. It looks like a burn, actually. Okay, maybe a burn. Back Why don't you just go? We have John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, go to a dermatologist. Yeah. Well, not if I can get this done free. Not if somebody you watching know, at that's home. That's not. That's what my friend Emily and I used to call the Google doctor. Like you don't want a doctor who's based off of Google. Now this is red because I've been rubbing it, and you know I shaved last night. But this. This is like a, a discoloration that has not gone away in about three months. 
So I'm probably dying, but I don't know it because I'm too scared to get a blood test. But how are your glasses, dear? Good. I'm just tired. I'm very tired today. Well, it's a Saturday morning. Yeah, just maybe because it's overcast. I yeah. feel like it's like I know it's nine o'clock, but it feels to me about six. Wow. All right. But here's the deal. Joyce has worn glasses for most of Since her. Since I was in third grade. Yeah. So I was eight. Wow. Yeah. Were you in contacts before that, or were you just nothing? No, that's what um, somebody asked me yesterday. <clears throat> I had contacts a little bit when I was in, I think, college. Well, I make tons of contacts in college. Do they call me? Do they write? No. No, but um, because I have, I used to have such bad allergies and stuff, I couldn't. And I tried, and I, someone said, like, they used to have lenses that were, like, hard lenses. They And oh, yeah. then I tried the ones that were soft and the, the disposable ones that you, like, could sleep in and all sorts of... And I never, I couldn't tolerate them. Like, I couldn't, I, after a little while, my eyes would just get so itchy. I would tear. Like, I don't know how people do it, but I... I, I can't I, imagine. I literally can't. Opening so your much, eyes, yeah. like, twice a day and going... Yeah. Book. I'm just like, ah! You know. It wasn't bad. Like, that wasn't bad. I just couldn't, like, you know, I'm too itchy, I guess. But you've been wearing yeah. um, distance vision lenses for many, many years, right? I don't know what they were. <clears throat> but also, in recent times, you know, you're older, I'm getting older. It's like, you, your eyes, when you're trying to read, they're too... <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see this. All they see is me kind of. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally drawing hands and face across the But uh, so anytime you had to read something up close, like your phone, you know, the glasses had to go up or off and then back on to yeah, see. Yeah. So you're something the hell with this. You finally go to um, an opt ophthalmologist or optometrist, one of them. I don't know the name. Um, an opi. You went to the opera. Uh, to I, went, I did go to the opera. Yeah. Because you had phantom pain, so you went to the phantom, yes. phantom of the ophthalmologist, and they said, you know what, it's time, uh, we're going to give you a progressive lens, not one of those three, what are the three baggers for? It's sort of like they're, they're dividing into three, what's the third Bifocal, I don't know, I, I don't right? understand the, yeah. do you want me to make you? I used to listen to Simon and Trifocal, they were they were pretty good back in the day. I do not have tea. I would like tea okay, when you go okay. get it. But then, tell me more about your glasses. Okay. And then, then while you're making tea, I can talk about some of the stuff I don't need you here for. So, okay. So, um, so what was the thing we saw? Oh, I, yeah. well, I know you had a hankering for a new food. Yeah, a yeah. A new cake. Yeah. When we passed the diner. Oh! <laughs> I'm trying to jog yeah. them Oh, no, we're moving Did away I... from, but, but, but we haven't finished with your glasses okay. yet. How are they? They're great. I mean, I'm happy that I can get used to them. I think, like... The, the way that I don't know how people first discover they need glasses, but I went to Catholic school and they used to rigorously test you and they would line you up and test you. And before that, I was a Girl Scout and I remember we used to do arts and crafts, right? Yeah. And I used to be, I don't know why I sat in the back and maybe I was because I was a W, right? And so I'm sitting in the last, uh, like the tables far away from the board mm -hmm. and I couldn't see. So I couldn't read the instructions. And then I kept going up to the first table, and then I would sit on the floor and read yeah. what the, it's like, what, we made a beautiful black cat. It was like a Coke bottle. You painted it black. Oh, yeah. You put little uh, black, like, um, handball. You painted it. You put beautiful green eyes. You put rhinestones, and you made little felt ears. So I wanted to make this for my Aunt Helen. I thought this was a good gift for my aunt, my poor aunt. No, not the first time yep. she she enjoyed some black pussy. No, no, but I had but, a, yeah. I couldn't see it, and I was so disappointed because I like I had to find somebody who could generate the coke bot. Like I'll get all the uh, 
it's hard to get all that stuff, right? Get all the parts. And then I finally um, got there to see it, and I couldn't. And, and uh, Senora Figueroa, Mrs. Figueroa, was my uh, Girl Scout leader. Yeah. So she said, Joyce, I think you should get your eyes checked. Why did and, you take a? You were already in school by then, right? You were yeah, already in I, second I, I guess grade. In school, I just read. I don't know. I was third. It's amazing. Grade. It yeah, took a, yeah. a camp counselor or, or a, yeah, yeah. a Girl Scout leader to say, "Hey, by the way," because she <clears> probably <throat> saw the change of me going, you know, yeah. coming closer and closer. And then I knew I was like, "Damn!" Like, so this is Patron. She was. She was like, I think it was Patron. I don't know. I think she, it was like a hard teacher. She was tough. And you got eye tested, and if your eyes were good, you got a thin packet, and if your eyes were bad, you got a thick one. And I was like, I'm getting a thick one, and I yeah, got, you a, got thick a thick one. one. I, I know yeah. that as you're growing up, you enjoy a thick one. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I'm... Are you getting used to now having... Yeah. <clears throat> because with the progressives, yeah. you've got like one way in the middle, yeah. one way in the bottom, but it's not like... Evenly, like there's a line between them. There's no, sort, of, just sort of transition. The thing you have to tell people, which I, I did yeah. learn, is you don't look when you look down. You got to move your head. So instead of looking down your glasses to look a certain way, you keep your eye, your line of vision straight. You just locate your head. That's helping. That's <clears throat> wonderful. So is it working yeah. out? Yeah. I I've seen I see things clearer now than I've I seen. I can see clearly yeah. now. My eyes no, are I, good. I, the level of clearness is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And also, you don't have to take your lips to read. Now you can just kind of move your head. Which I think, I think that, like, ow, widened my, I learned the word for this. This is the carriage. Like, in your glasses, the lenses are the lenses, but everything that holds it is the carriage. So I think the reason my glasses came off when I took my mask off is because the more you took them on and off, the more I took them on and off, I was messing up some sort of springs that they oh, fixed. Yeah. So they were loose. Yeah, not only were they loose, you pulled the mat. We, yeah. What happened was a couple of weeks ago, we were coming up Walgreens, yeah. and it's like Joyce and I still wear a mask yeah. going to these places. I don't want to die. So, but you know, it's winter, so she's got a hat, she's got the, the glasses, she's got a mask, and it's like, you know, pulls stuff. the mask off, and the glasses just go flying on the asshole. And then I can't, I got this funniest part because I'm so nearsighted, I couldn't see them to find them. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's like near the drive thru, and I'm yeah. like, David, can you see my glasses? Yeah. And I was like, well, thank goodness they found, you know, no car had come over them, but they did chip yeah, just a little bit on the top. And so yeah. you have a spare pair. You know, I should have gone to those wheel windshield guys that fix chips. Honest to gosh, you know, or the California Highway Patrol. Well, they oh, are yeah, chips, they're... essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm really... but um, hey, how come, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not up on the, uh, they're on the comedy noises. There we go. There we go. So that's the glasses thing. That was that was one thing we dealt with this week and, and I last week. You, I texted you a bunch of things. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. One of which was <laughs> what was uh, the second? One? I was driving to. You mentioned it before. I was driving oh, to pause, somewhere to school. What was pause. it? The the, the flings. The game flings. That was last week. We talked about yes, game flings that. last yes, time. Yes. That was a beautiful. We still haven't bought any game flings. But if you're watching next weekend, I know you were. Tell I did a whole did you bit. Get sponsored by any game flames? I have not. I've, you know, all the things I have mentioned, remember when 15 years ago, somebody at work or somewhere I saw it in some local bodega type deli, a big yellow packet with a rooster on it oh, of yes. chicken soup, but it was called cock flavored soup. I think you got a present of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought myself like three packets of cock flavored soup. No, but I think that we don't win, like the game flings if they were fragrance free. Yeah, no, I would try them. I've thrown them in, in the laundry. Fragrance free, 
free slings. But what happened was last, or two, a week or so ago, I was driving um, to school and, and Joyce to school and just on, it probably was a Walgreens. So it was that Walgreens changing sign yes. outside in the parking lot where they change the letters like Cindy Sherman or whatever her name is. What's going to get a whole bunch of people in your store? <laughs> I mean, let's think about this. Like, I think it's like a, this, like, uh, almost like the, what do you call those? Like, um, like, like. Remember the guy? Freebies, uh, giveaways. Yeah, like Crazy Eddie. Like, it's like, yeah. the, it's that marketing. Like, what's really going to make people run in the droves? Like, and so instead of just like milk at a, or this chocolate, price, I yeah. would put like ice cream yeah. or chocolate. So I'm like, you know. Ice cream, you know, Ben and Jerry. Oh, God, ugh, fuck Ben and Jerry. Not but ben the other Jerry. people, um, Friars, two for five. Anything, or yeah. put like, put like sale on Valentine's chocolates, you know. Get people in, but but don't fling. Um... Well, but we, we we're passing this sign, and by the way, I've driven. I, I talked about this last week, but I've driven this back and forth oh, now a yeah. hundred times. So and it I will. And you turn yeah. in the wrong place. Yeah, that was the thing. You I, I the see. Ocean, you turned in the. Yeah. Maybe they put it there so that people mistakenly turn in the urgent care, and that's how they get patients. Oh, oh dove, dove fling. <laughs> what is it? Game flings. Game flings. Woo. And then we end up in urgent care. I was like, ah! I didn't think of Maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah, because what happened was, you know, this this drive that I've done, you know, day after day or, or four or five times yeah. a week. Yeah. But suddenly I'm like, what the? I, I see on this game flings. Yes. What the? What is this? And I'm so distracted because that I turn the up the wrong road. You love the absurd. I do. Well, look at that game fling. Okay. And it's actually a brilliant name for it because there are these little games fling it. Yeah, yeah. flinging into the laundry, but I didn't know. And so I turn up the wrong thing and it's the parking lot of, of an ER. I don't know. We were in like one of the urgent care. I was like, David, we don't want to be here. No, no. I'm and saying there was that. like some guy in the car. Like yeah. He looked really like distraught. And he was like holding paperwork. I was like, ah. <laughs> and I was a surgeon, so. Yeah. <laughs> He needs a game fling. So I got the hell out of there. But we haven't bought any game flings oh, to this point. But then we had another sign this week that also distracted me, yeah. even though I didn't go off the road seeing it. We didn't, so go, we live, we didn't go back to urgent care this yeah. weekend. We don't live in Owings Mills, and we don't live in Pikesville, so, yeah. which are kind of known in northern Maryland areas, kind of rather Jewish areas. It's not like they're 100% shtetl ghetto Cedarhurst, but they've got a, a large... Jewish population growing and stuff like that. We live, we live near these places, and we actually live in a place that was named after a whole different religious guy. Yeah. So, um, but I'm driving up this road that go back and forth all the time, and there's this place. Uh, it's like a, a cafe uh, or like a, a diner. Like a it's, little upscale. It's more than like a ups it's an upscale bistro. diner. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have like, like they have like. Um, like some special crab dish. Yes. They're always putting some, but it's fancy. It's like au gratin, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. they always have like fancier. Well, cream of like, shrimp scampi like soup. A, yeah. like a diner you go to to get eggs and toast for like three bucks no, no, or five bucks. No. It's like no, more it's just like a uppy scaly yeah. bistro thing. And and they will change just like this Walgreens will. They'll have their sign. Oh my God, David. With my glasses, I look down and I can see every hair on my leg. I've never seen that before. You've never seen the hair on your legs? Not, not so individually like this. Wow. Trish <laughs> is rediscovering the landscape of her own body. It's so exciting. Um, but so we're passing the sign. The sign is usually like, you know, um, as she said, 
Chimp stampies, right? Or some kind of fancy, you know, yeah, yeah. Try our new fall line of pumpkin, whatever. And and and, but we passed this three days ago. Now remember, this is we're well past um, Rosh Hashanah. We're well past Hanukkah, and we're month past Hanukkah at this point. So we passed this. I'm trying. I'm in big. Not neon. What do they call those? Lit up letters, it's changing like letters. Those, uh, it's just this, it's the same thing like with the where you saw the game flames. Right. Yes. Come on, signs. Yes. Electronic. Electronic. Yeah. The, the electronic changing sign. Yeah. And and I'm like my my jaw drops because I see on this electronic sign of this bistro, Jewish apple cake. Yes. I'm like. Jewish, more Jewish, probably. I think it had a bar mitzvah, that's why. <laughs> but, all right, first of all, I'm Jewish, in case you didn't know, 58 years old. In my life, I've never heard of Jewish apple. I've heard of strudel, apple oh, strudel. Yeah, yeah. Apple, well, you make kugel maybe with some like apples. McDonald's has that apple pie my grandfather used to like. It's like that fried apple Oh, I like, pie. oh, no, yeah. those were good. I used to like yeah, the McDonald's yeah. apple. And the chair, oh, those were good. But apple, first of all, nobody likes fruitcake. We're Isn't well past the, yeah. the month of fruitcake yeah. when people give them, get them, and don't this, want well, them. It may be, David, what I thought of. This yeah. may be apple season. Because oh. if you look, in, when we go to, like, oh. moms and the groceries, there are a lot more apples. So They have different kinds. They I like, like them, they're apples. They yeah. have four or five, so maybe there's an abundance of, I don't know when apples come in, you know, season, but, well, this is January. What, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would it so, Apple, when we used to go apple picking with our friends, it would be in October. That's when the real harvest came through. Yeah. So, but, and of all things to go, it's not like, because of the apple streusel pie, you can get those apple crumb cakes that, <clears throat> you know, I can get over at Little half the time, they're 30% oh, off. because yeah, the pastry. Yeah, yeah, you know, apple, beautiful apple pie, apple crumb, but Jewish apple cake. And we were in kind of a hurry, so I wasn't going to like I drop in and, and buy one. Right? Didn't I look at... But we, we yeah, we looked it up, and it's a, it is this traditional sort of um, Polish Pennsylvania. Oh, right, Pennsylvania Dutchie. It com well, it comes from Pennsylvania, but it has yeah. Polish origins, right? Right. So, but to to advertise it as such, as yes. if this is something people, I guess, in, in PA, which we're not far from. No, no, we're in that region. Oh. Yeah. So. Mm. I was thinking, but it's not Lancaster Dutch. I thought it would maybe when we go because you also when you went to the the Amish farmers market, you yeah. got a butter cake. You got what's the other one? Shufi pie. Yeah, I tried for the very you first time. You should ask them if they have Jewish apple apple cake. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, do, do happen because they might they might know what that yeah, is because they're Pennsylvania. I don't know if they're from. They probably call it Polish yeah. apple cake. Yeah, or apple cake. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they probably just say. But you love that butter buttery. Gooey, buttery thing. Well, they made, because all my life, I, I've really enjoyed oh, blondie, pecan pie. Blondie. I love blondies, but blondies are really good. Um, I also like the food. <laughs> but, uh, but, oh, so, and pecan pie is one of my favorite pies. I love pecans. I love the, the sweetness. I like, I like it. I know it's too sweet for some people, but with a nice cup of coffee and a little whipped cream on top, pecan pie is like, well, but I've never had... In my life, and though I've heard about this yeah. all my life yes. from the South, shoe fly pie, S H O O dash fly pie, and I knew it had to be really sweet. I knew, and I knew it was this thing they call because you know you got to keep the flies from buzzing around it because it's so sweet and sticky. It was it's a molasses? It's a molasses, molasses thing, and, and I thought 
It was, uh, and they had one. They had one on sale over at the Amish market that we have locally. I said, you know what? Okay, it's on sale. I don't have to get a whole one. They have half one for yeah, a reasonable price. It, I'm getting some shoe fly pie. Oh, what was the other thing? Was the buttery goo? Yeah, it was, it was more of a butter, uh, like a their version of a blonde, which was when great. When we looked up shoe fly, shoe fly, shoe fly pie, yes. it said that it was more of a, it's not as sweet. It's more of a breakfast thing with coffee. It's more like a breakfast Or thing. you say a lunch. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not it's as not, sweet no. as we think it's going to be. It's actually it's a little a, less. It's not really sweet. like a, a sweet pie. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's sweet. Oh. But it's not as sweet as, say, um, chocolate cream pie or oh, a. Oh, wow. Okay. Or pecan pie. It's actually it's a nice crust. Um, the molasses is pure. Molasses is pure sugar, but no, it's mellow. Wow! It's very, very nice. Well, the girl said at the at the de at the desk at the checkout, you said I've never had it. She said you're going to enjoy it. She was right. She knew. She was right. You know, I'm 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 gonna tell you. We'll go. I'll, I'll go have sex with her as a thank you. I don't think they're open. Plus, it's, well, she might be. You know what I find a lot of times? It's always different people. I find that really like. Mm. Every time we look for at the furniture, it's a different people. Like I don't know. Well, they reproduce yeah. a lot, no, so I they've got that. a lot of people to work. I guess <laughs> you work tomorrow. You work Thursday. I don't know why they suddenly turn German. Why did they? Why yeah. did they turn like <laughs> Russian? Like, <stop laughs> yeah. It becomes Stalin. It's hot and leap. I can't like talk to that. There's a Pennsylvania Romanian. But you like that? You're really adventurous with what you'll try. There's nothing adventurous about a person going to a bakery and trying shoe fly pie. You also got that thing of donuts. Those donuts were sweet last night. They were now. good. I finally finished the last donut. Finally. They have at this Amish market no, also. No, they weren't from the Amish market. They were from the store. Oh, that was yes, from well, um, uh, Giant. I Safeway think. or Giant. Or, yeah. Oh. That was cool. I, I got like um, two weeks ago. Um, like... Eight donuts, half a dozen donuts for some ridiculously low discounted price because they're already supposedly going stale. Uh, suppose and and so I bring them home, put them in the fridge, and I've been having them alternating, you know, different days with breakfast. And two weeks later, I finally finished the last friggin' donut. It's hard as a rock, but you put it in the, the microwave for 15 seconds, and it's like perfectly good donut. So I have to start doing that with everything, even if it's got like green mold on no, things. I'm gonna start doing that. So, do you want to do uh, talk about your your very special event this week, or you want to get your tea first and do that? Uh, Can you do it without the tea? I, I might need tea. I'll mail it. <laughs> you could talk about my very special event. Okay, well, then I'll need that. <clears throat> I, oh, okay. I, I can't. I don't want to bend. Oh, I'm going to make you a cup of tea too. Okay. Thank you ever so much. So, so um, was that a bad week? by any stretch of the imagination. Very nice week. Busier than we thought it would be, but, uh, you know, Joyce and I are preparing for teaching. <clears throat> wow! Did you hear that? Teaching <clears throat> the next semester. Uh, I'm just part-time. She's, she's, you know, this is her career thing. And then we're working on that and doing that. She's got a ton of other stuff for her, her work and things. And, but the other thing that she has been wanting and meaning to do since the middle of December, was, you know, we're, we're both over 50, and, uh, you know, she's going to doctors and tests and stuff like that. But it's also the age where you want to check and make sure everything is okay downstairs. So she gets permission from her doctor, and she goes for, you've seen the commercials, the Colaguard thing, right? You, you know the commercials for this. It's sort of like, hey, why go to 
a proctologist? Why go to a hospital? Why go this and have a tube and go sedated or whatever? Before you go through all of this, we can just basically check your stool, give it a look, and then if any red flags go up, then go and whatever. But if, if you send it to us, we look at it, we can tell certain tests and stuff and so forth. And, and basically say, yeah, whatever you have to worry about in your life, colon cancer, at least at this point, isn't one of them. It's the one thing I really, really, really want to do. Because if you know this program, you know I'm obsessed with feces, love poo, have ever since I've been a child. And also, you know, probably that I'm kind of, not phobic, but I'm very scared of needles. I don't like blood tests giving blood, taking blood, doing any blood relay, any sticking, hurting, owie thing. Not for me. Not for me. So I'm going to avoid that and have avoided it basically for 20-something years. Uh, so, you know, I go to the doctor if I'm sick, but not as I should for my checkup. So, you know, this could really be cancerous. I have no idea. Uh, I, I go to, I go when I have to and not when I should. So I haven't really been checked. I got no idea what is coursing through my bloodstream. My only hope is that because I've never done any illicit drugs, I've never done, barely drunk any alcohol at all in my entire life, etc. and so forth. And I don't have any AIDS or HIV or HPV diseases. You know, I've been led a pretty clean life, not a decent life, but a clean life. And so um, hoping uh, that'll help me out a little bit. You know, I'm not going to be Lisa Marie Presley. Like, you know, what, what she was doing 15 years ago came home to roost. Boom. No, I've, I've been a good boy to my body, except for all the junk food and crap I eat. But we won't go there. So, afraid of getting a blood test. But if I, I, I always tell doctors, I always tell people <clears throat> when they ask, well, you know, you, you should have a scan. It's about to, you should do this and that. And I tell them, you know what? If you want to look at my pee-pee, not my actual penis, but my urine, I will give you buckets. I will bring you a bucket of urine every day. You can look at it. You can splash in it. You know, you, know, you can guzzle it on a hot summer's day. Fine. Urine you want. Do you want my saliva? Here. Enjoy. Take tons of saliva from me. I'll, I'll give you freely. You want my poo. If you want poop, God, I'm pretty good about these things. I do go basically once or twice a day. I've got pretty good workings down there. You want to take that? It's painless for me. I'll put and take it and enjoy. But blood, so Colaguard, I start seeing these commercials on TV. I'm like, well, yes, please. But I don't think you can just be like a person and order a Colaguard kit. I think it has to be like, you have to go to a doctor, doctor, I'll prove it. And then you send away and they, they send you for 150 bucks, whatever it is, and they'll test your duties. So I, I want to do this, but I don't want to go to a doctor who's going to tell me, well, we, we need you to run, we got to run a blood panel on you because we haven't done one of these in 25 years. Um, and then, of course, you can do the cold guard too. I'm like, no, no, the point of this is for me not to get stuck for blood. They look at my poo-poo and, and then they tell me if I have to go for blood. It, it should work the other way around. Right? The, the painless thing first, and then, oh, we're noticing something here. Mm, better get checked. Right? This is what I want to do. But Joyce is able to do it because she does. She's more fearless than I am. <clears throat> and she can do both. So they send her the Colaguard box. 
in the mail. Come, get the box with those those blue line things around the design of it, right? <clears throat> and we get it a month ago in the mail. Um, she's like, well, when should I do this? Because they warn you, try not to do this when it's near holidays <clears throat> or long weekends because you have to be tested with like within four days of the sample being taken and so forth. So she's already thinking, well, I can't, you know, it's a little close to Christmas. I can't go there because this won't be seen over Christmas or whatever. And then it's New Year's and, and literally weeks are going by. And the funny part is also that she's getting constant messaging from Colagard, email, texts, phone calls. Have you done it yet? Have you, this is like, as soon as you order one of these things, then you want to make damn sure that you're on top of it, as it were. It's, it's kind of, I mean, like almost every single day, she will get some kind of notification from Colagard. Well, we haven't received your doo-doo yet. Uh, are you on this? Are you, don't forget, we sent it. Do you need another one? Did, did uh, something get messed up? And she's just like, no. No, we're just waiting because you're not supposed to do it during the holidays and it's a stressful time and I'm dealing with other things. So then finally, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, you were with us on New Year's Eve, if you were watching the show. We did our New Year's Eve program, January 1st passes, and it's like, okay, okay, New Year, kind of time to get this done. Which, of course, with the pressure now on, <laughs> as you heard that noise, so, you, Joyce, perfect timing. No, I've got to get your Well, I'm talking, yes, I'm talking literally about, so it's now first days of January, and it's time for you to do the do. And this is, of course, when she gets constipated. This is, this is now the, now that the holidays are done with, now that, and, and, you know, she's not worried about school because we're not teaching yet for two or three more weeks. Now it's time to do the cola guard. And her tuchus just says, nope, nope. This did not say yope. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, like the, the, the windows closed. I think he was afraid because he didn't want to say not without my poopies, you know. <laughs> he didn't want to give up his poopies. Yeah, yeah, I mean her. So the thing is, you've got to apparently, it's not enough to just make anything. You sort of need a sample that's big enough to do what you got to do with. And so if she would sometimes, are you saying, I would tell her, are you saying you have not gone to the bathroom in a week because you would probably be in the ER right now. And I see you with uh, disimpacting you. And she says, no, I have these nuggets. And, and unfortunately, apparently nuggets are not enough. They were fine for the gold rush. They're not fine for the tush rush. So she's waiting. And it's like day after day. And it's not, by the way, we watched the video of the Cola Guard thing. It's very good. Uh, the, there's an official video that you can watch on YouTube and, and on their site that tells you how to use this thing. And, it, and it's one of the more perfect how-to videos ever because it gives you all the information. It's very clear. You can always pause it because there's a lot of info going by. But it's a really quite... The, the actual process is simple. All the mailing label and the that to fill this out, that's the pain in the balls, but, or, or in her case, the pain in the vagina. But the, the actual thing is really, 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 so you open the thing, the box, you take out this plastic 
um, <laughs> it's a shelf. You just basically open the toilet lid, put the shelf down, you put a container in the shelf, open that up, boom, so that it collects your duty, your, your duty, your bum bums. You tell them your favorite part of the whole thing. What was, I love the whole. And in the video, they show a man who is oh, clutching yes. um, his stool. But they have a sign that says this is not actual stool. Yeah, because you know the, like, the video is great. They, but why would they have to put that? Like, who would think he'd actually be? <laughs> I don't. It looks realistic. I was shocked at the it? video. It was called the guard. They made the video itself. No, but who made the fake poo? You should write in and say how. How? Yes. What? What? Because they literally they I probably took like meat. Alpo or something. No, that didn't look like Alpo. No. That looked like real. Honestly, because in this sample video, so you see, you see this, this, this fake stool. Whoever works for Colagard, because they, they have to figure out how he's like. You know, I've got it. We have to show this. We actually have to show this as realistically as possible because people are freaky, and we don't want to get people sending in the wrong thing or doing it the wrong way. So when our fake guy, the South Asian smiling bearded man, who's the protagonist, he's the narrator. Yeah, I thought he was like Greek or something. Oh, maybe. And and so you see him. He's like, okay, I'm going to open the box. This is how I'm taking this out. I'm, take, I'm making sure I have all the things I well, need. Well, they sent me about 975. I mean, I'll see my phone. Yeah. They sent me about 975 texts about, yeah. how do you like our product? What I'm like, it's, yeah. it's not really like something I'm... So, so you see this guy, and then he closes the bathroom door, right? So you figure, ah, okay, yeah, I'm all ready. Now, and this, now it's time to do the, the thing. So they close the door, and you figure, okay, very, you know, discreet, very nice. And then afterwards, we'll show up, box it up. because we're all watching him. Well, the, but then it's not discreet. Well, no, he opens the bathroom door again, and now he shows you his shit. He's got a container of poo poo. Yeah, well, they don't want you to show you his private areas. They, they don't want you to show him taking a dump. Also, because technically, it's not his. It's a fake. It's a it's a right. show stool. <laughs> There's no stool, like show stools. It's very like, difficult to say that. I'm going to yeah. say, they, I hope they didn't send me again. They constantly are sending me, I took a survey. Yeah. Like, how difficult was it to follow our, um, to follow our, our, our uh, COVID instructions? Calls, right? yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I'm like, please, like, you're stressing me out. They're going to they're gonna give you stress. Well, have so but that was the, the if you get to see this video that's the wonderful thing you actually see the guy take the the thing that you're supposed to do they give you a, like a q-tip a plastic q-tip and you're supposed to take your duty i mean not, it, you're holding it in a container by the way not in your hand not in that bucket they give you a, a stool bucket a stool bucket and you you take this thing and you scrape it along the edge of the doo-doo and then you put the thing in a little tube so here's here's do untouched, and then you th you put this liquid in there. It's called preservative. Ooh, and you take the whole, you pour this in with the rest of your stool. So you're not just sending that little sample. You're sending the sample and the whole thing you collected. But not with. everything. Well, so they tell you just the one, the size of that bottle. Well, what happens if you? You know what you do is you poop. Yeah. You get that one stool. You take off the um. The, the, whole, the whole apparatus, and then you can poop the rest in the toilet. Oh, really? But yeah, if you can cut, if you can do that cutting off thing, like like in a factory, it's like, ah, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Like, move the thing. Move it. Move it. Ah, you know, know. Part two, number two. So, but Joyce did it. I'm so proud of her. And we collected it, and we, we're, we're every 10 minutes, 
like I'm looking out the front door because we can see like there's glass by our front door and I'm looking at the box I'm like that. Oh, they haven't taken it yet because you call UPS or UPS or PUPS and, and they come. They'll, you can either bring it to a UPS store or you, they can come and collect it quite literally. And so, so you know, a couple of hours later, it was gone. So Joyce's poo is, is magically floating somewhere. And it would have been more fun, though, because we have a local UPS store. It's about two miles from where we live. And all we had to do, because Joyce also has to return, um, we have that, uh, that soda stream. the soda stream, the thing that makes the, the bubbles in soda. She loves it. And so you have to buy these carbon dioxide canisters that make the... <laughs> The spritz when you're making your, your but seltzer. That, that's a little bit less embarrassing to deliver. I can't, I could not. No, but I would so love the, to do the, both. No, what the lady said to me, which I felt a little embarrassed, she said, I'm scheduling the pickup for today, but if for some, I said, what happens? Because they give you all this thing, like, it has to be in right. so many days, you need to, yeah. or, so they give you the scary part. So I said to her, what happens if for some reason, because they were supposed to come between 10 and 8 p.m., 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., I said, what happens if they don't show up? And she said, well, you'll have to take it to a UPS. Uh, um, right. What yes. What is it called? A, a center, a drop-off center. Yeah, a, but, you a know, shipping. I, I don't want to take my poops there. Like, right. It's, it's, it, it, the sign actually says shipping slash shitting. So, <laughs> then I feel better. But wouldn't it be cool? It's like when you walk into UPS and you're like, oh, hi. Yeah, we have a couple of things to ship. Uh, there, here's, here's This is a canister that's empty of carbon dioxide from our soda stream. Oh, fine. here, enjoy. And they, like you put on like rubber gloves. <laughs> uh, here's a box. Um, well, no. what's in the box? We we can we have to make sure it's not something ticking. Uh, you know, post terrorism. You post know what I really like though? They're really nice. They give you within the box a baggie, so you actually zip it in. So in case oh, yeah. there is any spillage, quote unquote. Oh my goodness! I think it's very clever. No, I, the whole thing is brilliant. I think it's very clever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was telling them while you were downstairs, I would totally, completely want yeah. to do this. Yeah. Only thing is, it would be kind of great if, I mean, God forbid, a million times. So let's say I, I was living alone, had Parkinson's or something, and wanted to do this. I don't so think I, I, I get most of it done, but then I go to the UPS store. It's like, can you help me close this up? I don't think, they, I don't think they're allowed to, especially with excrement, I don't think people are supposed to touch your excrement, honey. Like well, they wouldn't have, quite have to touch that. No, but if you could, if you had Parkinson's or any uh, dexterous issue, you might not be able to zip the bag. Right, you that's might, what I'm saying. You know. <laughs> so you go to the UPS store with everything. I like, think you'd have to ask a friend. They'd probably say, do you have any friends like, who can help? I, I need to scrape the thing. <laughs> that was could hard. you do this and for let me? let me tell you, that was hard because the fake poo scraped more easily. Really? Lots of, that one was misleading. I wrote that. Oh well, their poo was a little softer. You made you must have made a fairly no, hard I stool. Think, I think that could, that part could have been done. We didn't see it in Spanish though either. But and by the way, instead of having to do this by mail, or UPS or drop off, and why don't they just train birds to deliver oh, these things to call the so guard? Messy. That could be no, so messy. No, not necessarily. You train them uh, just like uh, Terry Malloy did, and on the waterfront, <clears throat> they're stool pigeons. <laughs> no. Thank you. Thank you ever so much. You're watching Dave's Gone By with me, Dave Lefkowitz, my wonderful wife, Joyce. It is our 877th episode of the program. Uh, we're calling it Worth the Wait. 
because this week was also about waiting. Like we're waiting for Joyce to make a doogie. We're waiting for the colon, you know, the UPS people think to send we it to really colon. Waiting, like, with, oh, we were waiting day after day. I'm like, today no, we're gonna do it. I it. I just they said like, and then they're like, don't do it your holiday. So I get the thing around Thanksgiving. Then we have Christmas, and then we have yeah. so between all those holidays, they're like, do not do it in a holiday. You know, Thanksgiving holiday, uh, Christmas, and New Year's. You know, well, yeah. I, I was locked out of a large... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I was talking about that before. When did I do it? You, you did it uh, two days ago. Friday the 13th. Oh, it was yesterday. Was it yesterday yes. we did this? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just for your show, honey. I tried to work that out. I appreciate that. Thank you. I do. And, but a lot of things were about, you know, just waiting for what stuff. What else were we waiting for? Well, um, we're waiting for a couple of things. You know, first of all... Um, I don't want to get too much into this, but we had a paint job done in yeah. this house before oh, yeah. we, we moved in. Yeah. And, and well, what else besides paint, I'll tell you in a moment. The, 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 I painted, and he seemed to do a good job, but then didn't realize that there was, like, too many layers of paint underneath. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get some money back from this guy. And isn't it funny? He's not responding to my texts. So, you know, wait. Wait for that. I'm waiting. Um, I, get, I get a message from... The Subaru dealers that we bought our, our oh, yeah. car from, and it's sort of like, oh, you know, it's time. It's this many miles or whatever. Just this call much. them again. They probably I will. But but we've been waiting since we bought the car. There's one little oh, man, issue gosh, yeah. with the window. It's nothing. Yeah. It's really nothing. But we bought the car. We paid yeah. thirty something thousand dollars for this car, um, or in a process of. And you know, you're you're like ding ding. ding it's, a, it's a little pain. Tiny, ridiculous little pain in the ass, yeah. but it should be fixed. Yeah. And they promised to report it. So, it's a, but they're waiting for the part. Waiting for the. It's been three months. They're waiting. Oh, I like should do that on camera so they could see it. They're waiting, what waiting else? for the part. And then, um, just yesterday, we go back to um, a restaurant. Now, Dave loves Chinese food. Dave is Jewish. Dave loves. Oh, that Chinese was waiting. Food. Yeah. Yeah. But they say single review like yeah. add 30 minutes you know there's one there's this local chinese place that goes that is very close to the place where joyce always gets her vegetarian food and the vegetarian food is really really good but we go there a lot so i i like to get different things um so while she's going there i want to call in and get chinese food which is pretty good from this place that's across oh, the street David. What? If they build the apartment complex there and everybody tries to go, that would be like... Yeah. It's a, so um, the reviews on this place, if you look on, on Yelp and places like that, there's a good food, but, you know, they, they tend to be a little slow with their orders. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, got to be proactive. I'm not going to stand there, you know, waiting, you know putting an what order for this and wait and wait. If you want it for 12.15, say 12. Or if you want it for 12.30, say 12, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm. And let me be the lady, because I. Yes, you know, we knew we were gonna go grab food for her, and then get, you know, since we're right there, so you know, I feel like Chinese can get from the Chinese places right there. So, let me call again. So about forty minutes before the thing was, I said, okay, let me have spare ribs, uh, please. That's all. Just spare ribs. I call in and I'll come pick it up at a quarter after twelve. Yeah, I knew right. that was the mistake. You should have said noon. I should have said noon yeah. or, or something. So, but you figure when you call in an order and they say, okay, that's it. They're going to... It's not, a, it's not a, like a binding contract. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, whatever, move on, you know. Hmm. It's not like ding how. I mean, that... But this is, this is a weekday lunchtime. 
imagine, let's say I'm in a local office. I'm, as I have been in my nine to five years. Yeah, but then they know, they all probably know. How do they know? How does she know that I'm not working locally? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I get because there. Because if you're at an office, you're not going to order just a bag of spare ribs. That's like... I would. I have. No, that's true. Hmm. So, and I would order their lunch special if their lunch special is special. We got to go to the, the Zenhouse yes. because we got to get the bird feeder, too. Yeah. But their lunch special is essentially, like, when you get uh, the food and white or brown rice or fried rice. And it's like, what? No. Special usually means they throw in an egg roll or they yeah. throw in a soup. Or, or extra fortune cookies or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. like, a special is not, oh, you, it comes with rice. Thank you. You know, um, especially at these prices. But I've eaten there once or twice before. The food is good. And so I'm, I call the thing in at like 20 to 12. And I say, you know, come pick up. I'll, I'll come pick up 12, 15. Okay. Okay. I get there at about 10 after 12. And I'm waiting. And the place is, it's a hole in the wall Chinese place. It's not like a big old restaurant. Well, one next restaurant. time, why don't you try place. instead of the Szechuan, like that one? Yeah. They have the Hunan, which we saw. They have yeah. Bruce Lee. They have Sinchua Taste. Yeah, there's eight different restaurants in the vicinity. They yeah. don't list the. Um... And it's hard to find their menu, which is kind of a clue. So they don't have a website. They, they barely even they have a Facebook list page. They don't the Szechuan place. Oh, that's Cockeysville, that's why. But um, but I'm, I'm sit, first I'm standing there, and after the first ten minutes I'm sitting there, and and there's like all these other people that they're grabbing their stuff, and whether they've called in or they just came in and asked, which I get. Okay, if you come in and you say, um, okay, can you give me this and this, and I'll wait. You're thinking, all right, that's going to be ten fifteen minutes while they prepare the order and get it to you, especially during lunch hour. You know, oh wow! There's one called first choice. There you go. But I, it, I'm for a phone order that I had called in. I waited about half an hour, and I was about to text Joyce. I was, I was literally going to say, "You know what? Two more minutes, and I'm just walking. I'm bailing." You know, but you want that you're in that waiting mode. And I you're like, if I stay two more minutes and I walk out the door, one minute later it would have been ready. When we go to Hopkins, they have Joey Chu's Green Spring. That looks mm, very... That does look good. It says retro Chinese eatery known for brunch. Retro. retro. I love wet retro Chinese. Yeah, let's see if I can pull... Forget Sichuan, forget Hunan, retro. That, or as they say, letlo. No, but um, look, see, it's got the tea and the... You know, yes, the, yes. But it's closed, let's see. Oh, it opens it. It, it is, it's, it's nice It says old-fashioned setting known for... Uh, Chinese dishes and sushi, and it says has a Sunday brunch. Hello, you had me at you had me at food actually. You, oh, had, okay. you had me at Chinese, you had me at Sichuan, you had me at basically every word. Yeah, it's very it. traditional stuff. But you know, I I have my my temper thing. So, but I'm keeping a lid on it. I know oh, they're they very busy. Cakes. I know they're crab cakes. Hmm. Mm. I I know they're very busy. But you know, at a certain point, you know, and Joyce is calling me because her food is getting cold. No, no, I called, it was ready no, in two I called minutes. You to say, don't pay with the credit card. Right, because they you know, this wonderful place not all, does all these things incompetently, but they also charge three percent if you pay by credit card instead of by cash. So Joyce first reminds me, you know, remember pay by cash. I'm like, yeah, if my food ever comes, I'll be I'll be sure to pay by yeah. cash. And but that you called it like when I was there five ten minutes. Then you called again I just 10 was, no, I, minutes later I know because you, it was then, like 
and ridiculous. Then I, I, I merged you with mommy, and you let off every f bomb. I yeah. was like, because I was talking to mom. Because when I'm mad, I'm I one of those people. I was more worried that you were okay. I didn't. I knew yeah, I was fine. But I'm one of those people. When I'm mad, I want the world to know it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, if I'm pissed off. I want to ruin everybody else's day. So I'm on. You know, I'm, I get on the phone with Joyce. I'm like, you know, you know what does it, what does it take? How can they be so incompetent? How you know you call in an order? How fucking because long does it take? Because you know why they only have two people. You told me that's the yeah. thing. So it's like supply and demand. I mean, you could do anything, but it's if you don't have enough people to make your foodies. Well, the irritating part, to... the, the other really irritating part about this place what? is that the woman who deals with the cash register and takes the orders doesn't stay. That's at the why window. she doesn't. She knows she's like fuck. I'm not gonna. She do. she disappears yeah. for minutes at a time, and there's literally nobody yeah. visible. Mm. You don't see the ship. You just see like blankness, and you're standing there, and you know she hasn't disappeared into thin air. Mm. And then she kind of comes back when an order is ready to give to somebody. But it took about 25 minutes to half an hour, ex more beyond the time. It wasn't like I called it in. And it took a half an hour instead of 20 minutes or something. I called in 40 minutes beforehand, and it took another half hour before I got the food, which, by the way, was very good. <laughs> I've got, and she was very nice. She was, you know, it's 10, 10.35, but I only charge you 10. I'm like, well, thank you very much. You know, um, She was very nice. She's a sweetie. And I'll give her that, and I'll give the restaurant that. But, you know, while I'm, it's also the mindset of me as this angry little middle-aged Jew person. It's kind of like, I'm never, you know, never going to this place again. I'm going to give them a crappy review on Yelp and uh, whatever, where are the other places, TripAdvisor. I'm just going to say, hell with this place. If I see people trying to come in the door, I say, no, don't go here, you know. As soon as you eat the food, you're like. As soon as I'm in the car eating the sparrows, I'm like, You're like, first you said these aren't that good. And no, they were good. Another one, you're like, oh, oh and after all that time, oh no, duck sauce. There's no duck sauce because in a lot of these restaurants, right where you are, you can grab some duck sauce, soy sauce, um, you know, ketchup packets, even if you need them. But but for this place, is in the hands of the thing. There's nothing to take, no napkins. And and you know, one thing I love with ribs is duck sauce. Nothing, nothing. So I'm sitting in the car, I'm just steaming. I'm like, I don't really want to eat these damn things. Except of course I did. So I open the, the rib bag. I'm like, yes, yeah, this, this is all right. These are these are pretty good, so um, doing, I may go back there. You're doing Fred. You're doing Fred. <laughs> Fred. These are very good. Oh, these are very good. These are very good. So anyway, that's my my waiting story for the week. You know, I we've gotten so used to yes in our lives, like oh, um, I'm going to order this on Amazon. It's going to be here in two and a half days. Yeah. You know, boom. Right. We don't want to wait for any last uh, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I was on the phone with uh, the place where we got some of our furniture, and I'm on hold. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. I'm on hold. And and first two times they say, you know, if you want to keep your place in line, mm -hmm. we can you text your phone number or or say is this the phone number you're calling from, and we'll call you back when we're ready. Yeah. Um, and by two times, you know, when the thing had ticked off about eight or nine minutes of just ever hold. I'm like, fine, fine, boom. And two hours later, they call back while I'm driving. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. And, and at least Joyce was in the car and she could deal with it. But it was like eight minutes. And I remember back in the day, I'm old enough that you had rotary dial phones and things, and you would call a company and you'll call these places. And like 20 minutes, you are 30th in the queue. 
you are, and 10 minutes from that, you're 28th in the queue. Yeah. And if you hung up, you just start from zero again. So you can't hang up. And, but here I am all these years later, and even having the incredible convenience of telling them, you know what, call me back. I'm, I'm not going to keep my, my phone on hold. And, and, and to the point where, don't forget, we all have speaker phones. So we can put the phone down and do whatever we're doing, um, waiting for someone like to pick up. Testing. Yeah, as opposed to back in the day when you had to keep like a phone in your ear. And if you were lucky to have music that played, and you like, literally you would have a crimp in your neck for three days afterwards because you were out for a half hour. The phone would be in your neck just waiting. And if you put, you, God forbid, you should put the phone down and have a pee or run and get a beverage or do something because you knew, you knew the moment you stepped away, they'd be gone. That's what happened when I went for the mammogram. I had to go to the bathroom and they called me when I was in the loo and the ladies were like, she's in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I was like, please don't leave me. Well, that was very nice of them to do that. You know? I know, they were nice ladies. Because you lose your place of lying, that's like the worst uh... thing ever. Because then you feel guilty, you come back and suddenly it looks like you're cutting in front of these other people. Mm -hmm. But you're, I was here, I was here before you! You know? So waiting. It's been a week about um, the impatience of modern man and woman, and me especially, in waiting for things. But anywho, um, we're, well, we don't have too long to wait until our... Today, yesterday, trivia quiz, which we will be playing with some of our wonderful classic longtime players now. We have Leslie Hoban Blake, who is the co-host of Two on the Isle. She'll be playing alongside our wonderful David Sheward, who is, you know, we haven't seen that much of him in November and December because he's been so busy. But he's got a three-day weekend uh, from work this week, and so he will be joining us to play the quiz as he hasn't hasn't in a while. Plus, we should have our beloved friend Ronald Rand. Now it's a trivia quiz. Um, I wish I yeah. had his artsy skills. You know, I don't have. He has a lot of artsy skills that I admire. I don't have those. Like he should do it. He should do a show like Bob Ross, just painting rocks. Like here's yes, a, here's a tiny little rock. Here's a, it's We're going to paint a scene on a rock. Okay. Um, I, you know, I was, I was thinking that because at the Chinese place I was in, waiting. Yesterday, oh, you could have done they, rock painting. well, they had a painted rock. Oh, it was wow. like lacquer painted with a, a nice little like Happy New Year thing on it. But it occurred to me, wouldn't it be the most wonderful trompe l'oeil if you took a rock and you painted it to look like a rock? Yeah, wouldn't that be the best thing ever? Yeah, I believe that would be fun. <laughs> so, so have a, maybe paint it to look like sort of a dip, you know, have an igneous, and you you paint it to look like what well, was sedimentary. Right? Yeah. I need to be sedimentary, my dear Watson. I do. Anyway, I want to remind you that Dave's gone by, has been on the air for 20 plus years. I don't know why, but it's been on the air for 20 plus years. If you like what you're watching, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, and you're curious about the history of the show, what I sounded like back in, say, 2003 or 2012, you can go into the archives at davesgoneby.com, D-A-V-E-S-G-O-N-E-B-Y, davesgoneby.com, where the archives are free. You've got the first 14 years, 15 years of the show that were just audio, because we're a radio show, we still are, essentially. Um, and listen for free or download them. Plus, the last four or five years that we've been doing these as video, those are all there, too. 
davesgoneby.com. We also put our archives at archive.org. This is a not-for-profit website that collects art and entertainment and literature from 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 years ago, whatever they can get, wow. and share it from old-time radio shows to books. Uh, it's, an, it's an amazing resource, archive.org, and we have our own little channel there, Dave's Gone By. You can find all our stuff there. Plus, if you're a podcast person, go to castbox.fm for just the audio archives of the show. So it's all our shows, but audio only whether they're back when we were audio only or even the last couple of years when we're a video show. Arca I'm sorry, castbox.fm. And then if you want to write to me, it's davesgoneby at aol.com. davesgoneby at aol.com. So I want to remind you that we've got coming up Colorado and the America of the Damned. I don't think I even mentioned that Rabbi Saul Solomon will be here reading the newspapers. Hasn't done that in a while. Yeah, He's found... I, I just sent you yeah. a... Oh, yeah. um, somebody tried to get marijuana through the TSA and they said it was in a candle and they said it was a, a secret Santa gift they didn't know. But uh, why do they have to smuggle? What? It's legal! No, Sorry, no, not federal. They, yeah, not, no, no, oh, so they were yeah. trying to take it yeah. and they said, oh, it was a secret. So apparently anything that's contraband, you just say it was a secret Santa gift. And, and you just go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, man, smoke going at the chimney, man. So, um... Oh, 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 so Rabbi Saul will be here reading the papers, and then, yeah, and, and I want to banter with Joyce some more, and do really crimes at all times. All of that is coming up, but we have people coming into the neighborhood to play our trivia game. Let's get them in here. We've got, let's hope this works, and let's hope of this works. Yeah. Actually, we have... Who's in there? Well, we've got Leslie coming, and we've got oh, great. Ronald Rand, and then we'll be waiting for David Sheward. So, fingers crossed. Here we go. Ronald, i got to turn my audio up and see if he's there. Ronald Rand, I see your head. Ronald. Hold on. He's, he's figuring it out. And don't forget, you got to get your audio. Oh, he's, your audio should be good. He knows. Come on. He's an he's a old alum of the show. He knows how to do it. He's, he's connecting. He's connected. He's an good. expert. He knows. Good morning, Ronald. How are you? Oh, oh. Whoa. Is it me? What? Um, uh, there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Good morning to you. How you doing, Ron? How's your New Year been so far? Oh, it's just been fantastic. Thank you for asking. I um, uh, It's so wonderful to see you. That just makes the New Year even better. And there's Leslie. Leslie, you look fantastic. I'll, Yay, I'll get to it in a moment. But Leslie. but hold on. But, but Ronald, so what have you do? You, you traveled. You did your show. You did some. Where you been? What you been doing? Well, I've, I've been all over the place. But uh, actually, I'm getting ready because the... Um, a State Department has chosen me, given me my second Fulbright. Uh, so now I'm in discussion to go to uh, Turkey for six weeks uh, to uh, do my show over there as Harold Clerman and also to teach a master workshop for six weeks at a at a major university there. So it's very exciting. Is it Istanbul uh, or, or where we're coming? Your second Fulbright? I'm, I, I can't get over that. Wow. <laughs> Well, my first Fulbright that they awarded me, I went to um, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina for six weeks, and then I went to um, Malaysia, 
uh, for six weeks and then to Uruguay for five weeks. So I've done three already. Wow. And three postings. And now I'm working on my fourth. You sublet your apartment during this time? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I just let it uh, air out. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, David Sheward. Hello. Oh, David. Yes. Hello, lovely. David. Hello, everybody. Yes, wait, wait. What, what part of Turkey, Ronald? Which part of Turkey? I, I'll be going to Ankara. All goes oh, well. Oh. So I lived yeah. with somebody from Ankara, yeah. 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 Well, Ankara's so away, oh, chum. Ankara's <laughs> away. Our friend is there now. She's more near Istanbul. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so oh, congr congratulations to this is Ronald Rand. By the way, let me properly. I think the IQ of the show just went up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before, well, now he's got a full bright. Before he had like a half bright. So this is much, much better. No, this is he's a three timer. Three -timer. You missed so, it, David Stewart. He just got a second full bright to take his show around the world. Well, oh, David, you got a. Your, your, your sound is yeah. off. There we go. Yeah. Oh, good morning, David Stewart. So, David Stewart is the. Um, let's say he's a theater critic and he writes for the David Desk and Cultural Daily. Cultural Daily, yes. And he also has yeah, a That's pretty book. good for you to get, guess, get all of that. Is he, and Theater Life. Is he tenured? Was he waiting for tenure? Or what was the... Uh, I, I'm talking uh, about that. Oh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's great to see you back. We had you on our um, on our New Year's show. New Year's show. Right, it was right. wonderful. Hey, is there a particular reason, uh, David, sure you're wearing your mask, sort of? Under oh, we have... Uh, the house apartment is being cleaned today, so we have our clean person in. Okay. Oh, just wearing my mask around her. He is the masked, the masked. <laughs> yeah, you are the masked Avenger. There, actually, you would figure you should probably wear a mask if a dirty person were there. Ooh. A clean oh. person, and you should not need the mask. It's a dirty person that uh. the mask would be useful for. Now, and Leslie Hope and Blake, you look. I mean, considering what you've been going through the last few weeks. Um, David, I, the only reason, Dave, the only reason you, you can see me is I had my hair done last night. Ooh. I have a wonderful, I have a wonderful woman who's been working with me for about seven years, and she comes to my house. Yeah, she's so, done a lovely job, by the way. And so, you know, you well, thank like, you. So, put together a so that my hair was, my yeah. hair was down to here. It was all gray in the front. No, it was silver. It gets silver in the front, yeah. which doesn't look good in this color. And I looked like I had dug a hole and forgotten to come out of it. Is what I looked like. So. <laughs> All right. I had a six weeks case of shingles, David. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, and so I went out yesterday like a person, and I, I am, I seem to be, you know, I have little twinges every now and then, Dave. You know what that's like because you've been through it. Well, Dave, no, I had, no, I just had nothing. I had years ago. Well, okay. I, I, I have some, I have some, some, I discovered aloe vera. I think I have a cure for. Oh. Not not a cure for shingles, but for the to help with the to aid with the with the uh, the aftercare. I, I I decided to use that because I had it in the house, and man, it just we should no have time. you know a comasectin would have worked too. Maybe There's, maybe yeah, yeah. yeah we have we all know what that. Say, what did you just call it? I, I, we all know that from crossword puzzles. You know, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. Aloe. Aloe. Oh, aloe. Aloe. aloe comes up in crossword puzzles quite a bit. Well, my mother used to have a plant, and she would break pieces off if we got a burn or a scratch. She'd put it right on. But right well, also, it's a, for for crossword puzzles. It's a wordle thing, like because you've got three vowels, and every every other word's going to need vowels, so it makes sense to have. A no, I use I use a U a d i e u. That's my use a Jew. <laughs> it, it makes no. It's, I use a rise. Yeah. 
Because I get a J sure. in there all the time. You know, yeah. I want to make sure I get a J I just in have my to word. get a, a spoon. Just a moment. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to be doing. Uh, have you been finding the wordles easier lately in the times? I've been finding them easier lately. No, man. I, I, I was too. And then I hit Pixie last week. And Pixie oh, I, I must have me. missed that. I must have oh, missed that. Oh, Pixie freaking killed me. I, I, you know, when I, I was when I was not well, I didn't do every day. I, I did the days when my head was clear, trying to make sure my brain didn't fry, you know. No, but I think that um, they, they do a real hard one, and then they get easier for a couple of days. Oh, is that how? Oh, so, well, I got the easy ones then. Okay. Because you never figure there's going to be a Q or an X, and every once in a while they throw those two in. Yeah. Well, I also do I also do Scrabble, and I also do I do a Scrabble game on, online, and I do um, crosswords every day. So, you know. Cool, man. You're like Sondheim. You know, the big crosswords. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just like Sondheim. I'm nah. exactly like him. <laughs> Well, look, our friend of the neighborhood. Even the beard, you know, I'm growing. <laughs> our friend, I said this last week, congratulations to our friend of the neighborhood, cabaret guy, Seth Biesinghirsch. He's also a, a, yes. a songwriter. He got his first puzzle into yeah. the Times. He wrote a crossword puzzle uh, for them, like, uh, last Monday. So yay to All him. All he did was make yay a pop and put it in. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin, who's an ER doctor, yeah. Um has gotten five of them into into got five in last year. No, to the to the to the uh, Wall Street Journal. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I sent one in crayon to USA Today and they published it four times. So it's pretty right. Um, I, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. I wouldn't have the I I tried once to figure one out to make it for little kids. I couldn't even do that. I, I the making of it is beyond my mind. It doesn't. It's like chess. I don't. I don't get it. You know. Oh wow. Anyway, we're not playing chess. We're not playing crossword puzzles. We are playing the today, yesterday trivia quiz, which all you guys know how to play. I so have to go like this and and stretch my muscles because the master is here today. You know, we haven't seen <laughs> okay. you in so long, David. We have to see how that works. No, no offense, no. but you, Ron, you know what I'm saying. So I, oh, I don't yes. have to. Oh, oh yes. And by the way, I Ron should... is like, I'm a Fulbright. I don't care. <laughs> 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 and by the way, just want to say that Ronald is the publisher of Soul of the American Actor newspaper and also has the book Solo Transformations on stage about um, how to do a solo show if you're a performer. Do you All have right. time to get the soul out these days? Huh? Ron, oh, yes. Yeah. Them? Well, I'm in my 24th year and it's online. It's so S-O-U-L, Soul American Actor. You have it online now. You don't leave it in theaters anymore. You have it online. Well, I give it out. Um, I, I have it in right. print as well. So I do you hand still it out in print. Person. You're still, still printing it. So it's yeah. just well, I used to find it in the theater. That's why I'm asking you. So well, I, I, I don't get out as much. Uh, I mean, I go to the theaters, but I don't leave them there because it's different. I like to give it more personal into hands. Right. I don't blame you. Yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. All right, so let's play the Today Yesterday trivia quiz on this Saturday, January 14th, 2023. So here's the deal. We have six questions plus a tiebreaker. Each question is worth two points. But the first thing that we have to do, as always, is ask our wonderful friends here. Um, I guess it would be Ronald um, first. Can you kindly choose a number between one and six and tell me what it is? I'll pick five today. Oh, my favorite number. Ronald with five. <laughs> Leslie, are you boxcars? Oh, yeah, please. Thank you. Single box. <laughs> and did, did, anybody win, did anybody win last night? Is anybody here a, a $782,000 winner? Oh, boy. Oh, I mean, no. I think a billion. Wasn't it? The, uh, yeah, well, I the billion guy won in Maine up there. They did pick somebody in wow. Maine. The guy who got the billion? 
A billion and three three point five. <laughs> yes. My dad. My real dad. I've been looking for him. I can until his name is in the papers. I can remember. And he, and he lives in Maine. Who thought? Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, taking the car today. Yeah. Right. Well, David, I mean, David a, you and 300 of his other children are going. I'll, I'll share. Like turtles, turtles climbing out of the sand. David Shurick, I need a number from you, please. Three. Three. David Shurick with a number three. Here we go. Rolling, rolling. Oh my, David <laughs> Sheward, you got the magic. You're back. Do you want to go first, second, or third? Uh, let me see. I don't think it. Um, I don't know. Ooh. Because it, it, there was something. That, uh, it, it, I'll go. I'll tell you what. I will go third. Whoa, David Sheward with a big three. Let me roll the die again. Let's see what we come up with. Three again. Two. Who's two? We don't have a two. We don't have a two. We have a one. A two. Oh, Jesus Christ. One. Five. Five. Ronald, would you like to oh. go first or second? I'll, I'll go first. Ronald I'll jump first. off the cliff. Yeah. And I'm a sandwich between both of you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. I don't know what that means. All right. Here. What? Okay. I just said thank you for that image. <laughs> So this means Ronald, you get the first question. You'll never erase it, will you, David? <laughs> okay. And interestingly enough, I, I switched things up today. You get the change one letter. Oh, he's never question. played it. Has he ever played? Have it? you ever done the change one letter one, Ron? I don't think so. No. Okay, change I'm one letter. Sure. You'll like it. You'll like it. It's a fun. Thank you. It's, it's a fun one. It's um, a scholarship kind of word. You'll like it. For the okay. crossword people, it might be more engaging. Yeah. So how this works mm. is, I'm going to give you an example before I get. I tell the actual thing. I'm going to read a short poem, right? And the poem's going to lead you to two different words. Um, one, each of those words is just one letter different from the other. So the poem's giving you clues. You'll think of one and then change one letter and you'll get the other one. Each one is worth one point. Give so, him an example, David. Yeah, David, give him an example. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> so <Sorry>. um, <laughs> here we go. Ron, this, Ron, this is for you. I, I've been a fake one. All right. Okay. Um, it holds any picture you've got. Change one letter and it's hot. Oh. Or, or, I, get, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I know what it is. Good. What, what, oh, see, you, they're all good with these word games. Okay. All right. Um, well, no, okay. You want to try that? I don't know, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> what holds the picture, Ron? Well, Ron, what holds the picture? A, um, a hook, a nail, or something? It goes into a... A wall. Oh. A, no, know. a picture goes into a... A frame. All right. Yes. It holds any okay. picture you've got. Just tell them candle, candle. What's related to a and what's related to a candle, Ron? A candle. What does a candle uh, have on the end of it? Oh, uh, um, 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 a wick. The hot. Uh, oh no. You're changing oh, the, the one flame. letter in the word. You're changing oh. one letter in the word frame. Frame. Oh. Um. Gosh. Uh, you have a Fulbright, right? Okay. Yeah. I know. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he goes to anybody. Yeah. I know he's second. I know. Yeah, but but it, see, it holds any yeah. picture you've got. A frame. Yes. Change uh -huh. the letter, and it's hot. A flame. And it's hot. Flame. Oh, frame, okay. Flame. Flame. Oh. 
Claim, claim. Oh, oh okay. okay. Oh, right. there's the change of, of the, yeah, R and L. Got it. Okay. Right. So okay. each right. one of those so would be worth one point. <laughs> no, that was okay, not the so. real question. This is going to be the real one. Here we go. Oh, boy. Okay. And it was about someone who was born today, January 14th, in 1892. Okay. Born today in 1892. His movies kept a fast and funny pace and featured both our gang and Charlie Chase. Change one letter and the answer's a no-brainer to a word that means a mentor or a trainer. Oh, I know that, I'm sure they've got it. Um, trainer is, uh, oh, uh, let's see, um, it's, uh, I, I see his face and I can't think of his name. That's so funny. Um, God, it's like, uh, I, I know exactly who it is too. That's so funny. Um, well, it's like on the tip of my someplace. Uh, everybody, but, uh, everybody has an Achilles. Every, this is my, <laughs> it's like, I often and, say like, this is my kryptonite. This might be his kryptonite. It could be yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because, um, I, I, I think I, I know who it is and I'm trying to remember. You get one point, so you get one point for each one. Um, yeah. Yes, Leslie. So if he gets, well, you, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going to, um, let's see. He's, he's, um, oh God. Uh, it's not, um, not Busby Berkeley. It's the other guy. Um, um, the guy who, uh, that's so funny. Well, um, I'm just going to watch and, and see and learn because um, I can't think of his name, but I know who it is. So I'll pass it on. Well, you'll, I'll read it one more time. I'll read it one more time. Yeah, Maybe sure. in your head. His movies kept a fast and funny pace and mm -hmm. featured both our gang and Charlie Chase. Change one mm -hmm. letter and the answer's a no-brainer to a word that means a mentor or a trainer. Still going to pass? Oh, I know his name and I could find um, Yeah, I'll have to pass right now. It's not coming to me. So I'm not going to roll the is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to roll the die then. I'm going to. That's see. okay. Because I know uh, David seems to be on it. Let's see. Who yeah, I'm sure. He and is. I just guess what, David? You're back. Okay. For three. All right. Uh, the answer is Roach and Coach. The answer is Roach and Coach. Oh, surprised? Hal Roach. Yeah, Hal Roach. Very Hal Roach. And and oh, coach. a mentor trainer is a coach. I see. There you okay. go. Very well, good. Of course. And I'm it. doing Max Senate, and then what do you get? There's yeah, I was thinking there. of Max Paul Senate. Pollard, too. and there's no <laughs> trainer there. Snub <laughs> Pollard. That is the first time anybody said that you snub Pollard. There was another. There was another guy who did the the the, um, the uh, Charlie Chase movies. We had a whole we had a whole set of them. Oh. We had a whole. My that father had a whole uh, reel of. Charlie, oh, okay. I don't know where they are. So, they, are you they're saying probably Charlie? my sister's storage space. What? What's interesting? So you you, you said were you saying Charlie Chase? Yes. Yes. Who's Charlie Chase? Never heard that. Charlie oh, Chase was... was a guy with a mustache, oh. but instead of being a bum like oh. um like Chaplin, he was a little dapper guy. He was always oh. getting into trouble, running after ladies and whatnot. Oh. But he was dapper. Oh, and, I knew it from he the had a cane. He had a cane, but it was a Fred Astaire kind of cane. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. I knew it from the uh, 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 gang? Our gang, the Our Gang reference. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, by the way, David Sheward, you have two points. You're already on the board. Thanks, David. Welcome back, David. <laughs> what a surprise. Thank yeah. you. Now, the next question, though, goes to Leslie Hoban Blake, who can tie David Sheward, if you get this question right. Mm -hmm. Sure, just like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> and guess what, Leslie? Reclusive. Oh no. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, what is it? No, it's just a regular question. All right. Oh, <laughs> you... Gotcha. Joyce, you're married to a sadist. Oh, she knows. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> One moment, please. God is punishing you, David. <laughs> I died. I should take over that. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Oh. Anyway, forgive me. <clears throat> so. This is. I, I was thinking of poor. I was thinking of poor Lisa Marie this morning. Oh, that poor you know woman what? Who had I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was supposed to interview her uh, really? a few years ago for Long Island, uh, a Long Island magazine for which I write, oh. and I was dealing with her publicist. And, and um, he's like, well, you can't ask any questions about Michael Jackson. You can't ask any questions about Elvis Presley. And I'm like, I'm the well, what else is that? Fuck you. I'm a writer. And it cost me like 200 bucks that I would have gotten for the. So I, I do not miss Lisa Marie Presley. She can, you know. Oh, oh give, it a day, give it a day or two before you do that. Story, a day. Okay? She died like two days ago. Now I can make fun. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know how Priscilla felt about the whole thing. Well, she was all shook up, but you know, um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. He's mean, Joyce, he's really mean. I never realized oh, yeah. that. I knew, oh, he, was, yeah. I knew I, he was funny in a dark way, but he's mean. I'm not forgiving, Leslie. That's the thing, I don't forgive. Let's get with the question. Here we go. Oh, no, already bored. He's like, let's, let's no forget, no forgive, right? Okay. Now, Leslie, speaking of dead people, on Tuesday, <laughs> meningitis claimed renowned rock guitarist Jeff Beck. Yes, um, indeed. How awful. And then solo fame. Um, <clears throat> Beck was known for his versatility, perfectionism, and also quick temper, which led to many of his later projects not lasting as long as they might have. Recording his second solo album, Blow by Blow, Beck seemed to get on well with his legendary producer, George Martin. But a problem did crop up when Beck wanted to re-record one of the album's solos. Martin said no, and gave what reason? A, Beck had been working on it nonstop for three weeks, and Martin told him, enough, I'm sorry, but every single day you lose something more. B, Beck's request came months after the recording sessions, and the album was already in the shops. C, the solo had been recorded by guest guitarist Jimmy Page, and Martin thought it would be insulting to replace it. Or D, the tape had been worn so thin from previous overdubs that one more pass would likely snap it all together. Those are the greatest questions I have ever heard. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely yeah. any one of them would, 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 would sound real. Those are great mm -hmm. questions. Okay, you're going to have to go over the questions again. I was so busy admiring them that I didn't make notes. <laughs> Like, well, I'll I don't have a pen. I don't have a pen. Wait, wait, wait. I have nothing sure. to write with. Sure. I have to get up and get something to write with. I'm sorry. Whoa. While you're, well, um, by the way, you're watching wow. Dave's Gone By here on uh, the Dave's Gone By Facebook page. And we're playing the Today Yesterday quiz with Ronald Rand, David Sheward, and Leslie Hoban Blake. And we have a mm -hmm. question that is all about the late Jeff Beck, who passed 
this past week from meningitis, a very quick, um, quick spraying thing. Um, Beck was known for being versatile and a perfectionist and also his quick temper, which led to many of his later projects not lasting as long as they might have. When he was recording his second solo album, Blow by Blow, he was getting along fine, seemingly, with producer George Martin. But a problem cropped up when Beck wanted to re-record one of the album's solos. Martin said no and gave what reason? A. Beck had been working on it nonstop for three weeks, and Martin told him, enough, I'm sorry, but every single day you lose something more. B. Beck's request came months after the recording sessions, and the album was already in the shops. I love that one. <laughs> well, C. The solo had been recorded by guest guitarist Jimmy Page, and Martin thought it would be insulting to replace it. Or D. The tape had been worn so thin from previous overdubs that one more pass would likely snap it altogether. Okay, I think it's either A or B, and I can honestly think that he might very well have wanted to record it after it was in the shops. He was that kind of guy. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that Jimmy Page ever played with him, even as a guest. I don't know. I, I that doesn't they don't the, the names don't work together for me. Um, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. They just don't. I'm going to say the three weeks, just the, the most obvious one, three weeks is enough and you're losing something each time. That would be, I think, the most relevant for, for, for me. If I were a producer, that would be my reason. Okay, so you're saying um, the one thing that... Saying A. You're saying that A, Beck had uh, been working for three weeks, Martin told him enough, you're losing right. every time. Is that your final answer? I think so. I, I told you they're all great answers. I love all of them. Well, thank you, and we love you, Leslie. But we don't love your answer because it's incorrect. I made that up. <laughs> it's not true, um, even though it was a perfectionist. So we get to roll the die, and we have a steal opportunity here. Let's see who might steal. A four, no. A four again. A two, no. Uh, Leslie, six. A five. Oh. 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 Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Yes, it is. Oh, it's a new opportunity here. What's the question? Yeah, could you read, can you read the last one, D, again? Sure. Well, again, this is why did George Martin refuse mm -hmm. to re-record or redo a solo on that album? Mm -hmm. And D was, the tape had been worn so thin from previous overdubs that one more pass would likely snap it altogether. Mm -hmm. What is that? Okay. Is there a truth? All right. No, it's, it's okay. Only one thing. So I'm going to try B. Uh, try uh, B. You're saying that it's the reason that Martin said no was that Beck's request came months after the recording session, mm -hmm. and the album was already in the shops. Is yeah. that your final answer? Let's give it a whirl. <laughs> oh, Ron. Mm. What? Your answer should go in the shops because it is the correct one. Well oh done. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Thing. Martin probably would have gone with it, but he said, no, it's, it's in the stores already. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, okay. Well done, Ronald. You are wow. right. Huh? Procrastination? Well, no, it's just he was such a perfectionist that he would call mm -hmm. days after the thing, you know, after the student, and oh like, I need to re-record this. I need to do this again. And this time, it was just like, you can't. Maybe you just need yeah. to and actually, if he lived in these days, they, they just would anyway. It's been released, and it's like, oh, I'm going to release another version. You know. That's right. 
Yeah. But anyway, congratulations to Ron on the board with two points. Well, give it a shot. Which letter was it? And B. B. So was B. Well, so I'm in yeah. August company. Yes. Here's the deal. August. August. I was born in August. Oh, really? <laughs> I so was. David Stewart, this question now uh, goes directly to you. You already have two points, but you can. Okay. Oh, come me. on. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was joking. I was oh, joking. I'm sorry. But Leslie had a nice birthday party. We loved her party. Oh, the, yeah. Years, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, years ago. My God, because of the pandemic, it feels like it was in the dark ages. Uh, <laughs> um, David Seward, speaking of dead musicians. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> farewell. Now, see, I, I, I don't care about uh, one bit about Lisa Marie Presley. Did you know that Bachman of uh, Bachman's Turner Overdrive died? He just no, when? years ago. But also, farewell to Australian singer songwriter Slim Newton, oh. who died Sunday at not age slim, 90. Not slim. Slim Newton, that's right. Mm. Uh, in America, Dr. Demento fans know him by his signature novelty song, The Red Back on the Toilet Seat. But all of the following... <laughs> oh, it's a great song. Uh, but all of the following are also Slim Newton songs, except one. Okay. Which is not. A, Mary's Outhouse. Hmm. B, There Are False Teeth in the Toilet. Oh. <laughs> C, The Can. Or D, something funny about my dunny. He was obsessed with potty humor, wasn't he? Uh, my what? Uh, my dunny. D-U-N-N-Y. Dunny. Dunny. Mm. All right, which of those is not? A Slim Newton song. Hmm. Uh, Mary's Outhouse. I wrote them down just in case. <laughs> Mary's Outhouse, false teeth in the false teeth in the toilet. Was that it? Yes, there are false teeth in the toilet. Lovely. The can. Or something funny about my dunny. Yes. Now, false teeth in the toilet, that sounds real. <laughs> it happens to well, us all the it time. Leads yeah. to a whole, it leads to a whole thing. Uh, there, are, there are all these possibilities. Yeah. All these possibilities with the letters, mm -hmm. with, the, with the words. And by the way, I'm not talking about Taylor Swift's song, uh, False Teeth in the Toilet. That's no. a whole different. Or, or, or the Cole Porter version. <laughs> Cole Porter's <laughs> as sung by Mabel Mercer. He probably really found them, yeah. I think so. No, that was my toilet on the ninety-fourth floor. That was I think yes. <laughs> out in the down in the down in the drain of the toilet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I moved my teeth the other night while I was brushing my choppers. Right. <laughs> and the or they slipped a little loose and they fell on my caboose down in the depths of the 90th floor. You know the second verse? The second verse is the really dirty one. Do you know that one? <laughs> I, think, I think this is going to definitely be a new musical. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Mabel Mabel in the... I think I, okay, Mr. Newton yes. had a very strange um, affection for. Um, particular place in the in the in the house. Yeah. I'm just gonna guess and say A, Mary's outhouse is the false one. Is that your <laughs> final answer? Yeah, sure. Well, David, uh, even though you're in with all of us, I'm afraid your answer is out at the moment because that is one of the songs by the great Slim Newton.
Um, so we're going to have a, a, a roll of the die here. Come up number three. Um, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's David Shrew again. No, can't do that. Five, Ronald. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, can you say the titles again one more time? Of Which of these is not a song by Slim Newton? Is it B, there are false teeth in the toilet? C, the can? D, something funny about my dunny? Well, I tend to think it's the false teeth because other people have done it and it doesn't sound like him. So I'm going to pick that one. You're saying it is not Slim Newton's song. There are false yeah. teeth in the toilet. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I, sh I should mention that Taylor Swift does not have a song about false teeth. In the I was kind of <laughs> joking about that. One. Did you get a note in your ear from the lawyer saying you had to say that? That was yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Van Morrison also called and said, "No, I don't have it, a song." But if she had that song, it would be a Billboard hit, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but uh, run around wearing toilets on their neck. Yes. I have to say, Ronald, I'm I'm very very sorry, but your answer is as false as those teeth. Oh. It, there is a real song by Slim Newton called. Uh, oh, okay. All right. What? It, in fact, it, the, the song is "There Are False Teeth in the Toilet," where the redback used to be. So it was sort of a sequel song to his classic. Oh, okay. Redback on the toilet. All right. Yeah. And then Mabel Mercer did the cover. <laughs> she did. Oh, <laughs> Um, let's okay, so break. that leaves me, right? You don't have wow. to do any, any. So it's either the can or something funny about my dunny. I'm assuming that dunny is some sort of Australian word for, for what we're thinking it is. And and I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go with the can because it's toilets that he's interested in, not necessarily what's in them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Is that your your final answer? Yes. Wow. yes. About uh, you know defecation and toilets or urination. Then. Well, Leslie Hoban Blake, no can do because the can is the, I stumped the panel. I stumped the panel. I made up something funny about my dunny is an Australian uh, word for an outhouse. But really? it, yeah, a toilet. But I made that. Uh, up. I think so, that's clever. Uh, David probably. I thought it was a word for. I thought it was a word for something else. <laughs> no, it's the actual toilet thing. It's it's the can. No, I didn't know that. Okay, I thought it meant something else. That's how I got confused. All right, so uh, I'm doing very well today. I'm so glad I came. <laughs> and may I point to everyone after the show, or or even during the show, to go on YouTube and listen to Slim Newton doing there. There was a red back on the toilet seat when I was there last night. It is a where my uh, false teeth used right. to be. Is that the way that goes? That's the sequel. Is it the old the original one? Is just about a red back spider. Uh, bagging him on the bum and, and putting him in the hospital. It didn't really happen to him. But... Oh, oh, it's not its toilet top. It's the redback is the spider. The spider I, that caught you. Know, so no, 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 no. There was a redback on the toilet seat. Oh. I didn't see him in the dark, but boy, I felt his wow. bite. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I hit oh. the wrong button. Sorry. Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> anyway, um, we have here's the game. We're we're finished with our first round. And we have a tie between Ron and David Seward at, um, well, actually, Ron Rand and David Seward. They're not Ron and David Seward. They was married to another yeah. guy. But Ronald Rand and David Seward, two points each. About? I have no idea. And Leslie Hoban, like, how get on the board? Watch. Yes, I have a goose egg. Go ahead. Okay. We have, we have a Rub whole round to get to. But, Ron, here's the deal. You can break this tie right now if you get this question correct. Are you ready? Okay. It's another multiple choice. Mm. 1952 was the year, January 14th, today was the day. 
Premiering today on NBC, it's The Today Show, featuring uh, anchor Dave Garraway and panelist Jack Lascouli. But which of these is false about The Today Show? Ooh. A, Willard Scott's trademark bit of giving birthday salutes to centenarians was actually started by previous weatherman Bob Ryan. B, before such today girls as Betsy Palmer, Lee Merriweather, and Florence Henderson, the very first was Estelle Parsons. C, the concept for the Today Show was created by Sigourney Weaver's father. Or D, Katie Couric did the last official television interview with John F. Kennedy Jr. So. What, what was the last one again? The last one was that on the Today Show, Katie Couric did the last official television interview with John F. Kennedy Jr. John F. Kennedy Jr. Okay. So it's which of these is false? Oh, yes. Only one of these is not true. All the rest of them are true. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I, they, they all sound really great, but um, I think I'm going to go with D. You're going to say it's not true that the last television interview with mm -hmm. Junior was done by Katie Couric on the Today Show. Is that your final answer? Final answer. We'll give it a, a good uh, shot and see what happens. Well, the other one sounds so good. Ronald, I'm afraid you went down in flames just like Jay Jr. did. <laughs> oh, so that is not the correct answer. Oh, you're terrible today. I really Oh, am. my gosh. I'm actually terrible every day. But here's the deal. <laughs> I don't know about that. We okay. have, uh-oh, uh-oh, a number three, David okay. Stewart. Oh, oh okay. all right. Okay, uh, now, uh, so it's either uh, the, the tradition of Willard Scott giving out 100-year salutes was not originated by Willard Scott, but by a previous weatherman named Bob Ryan. Hmm. Estelle Parsons was the first Today Show girl, and Sigourney Weaver's dad uh, came up with the idea of the concept. Now, I know that B is absolutely true. I know that Estelle Parsons was on the Today Show. Ooh. I don't know if she was the first one, but uh, I'm, 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 I know she was on the Today Show. Uh, she had just done, I think she did Happy Hunting with Ethel Merman on Broadway, and then she went into this, or it was around the same time. And I know that Sigourney Weaver's father is Pat Weaver, who was a television executive. Uh, mm -hmm. I think he was with NBC. So uh, that leaves A, and I'll go, and I know that he was, that Pat Weaver was responsible. I think he came up with the concept of the Tonight Show with Jack Parr, and therefore the Today Show as well. I think, I think he did. Mm. So I'll go with A, Willard Scott and Bob Ryan. Is not true. Is that <laughs> your final answer? Yes. Honestly, uh, Ron, you should give one of your Fulbrights to David Sheward because he's obviously <laughs> okay. He's That's He is man. That is the correct answer. I made that up. Uh, Bob Ryan was the first, uh, a weatherman before uh, Willard Scott, but it was done Scott. the. Uh, yeah. You should have done the NBC chimes with the thing. Oh, of course, duh. You could do. Wasn't it. Weaver's real name Sylvester, and that's why everybody called him Pat? It was yeah. I'm not sure. Close enough, close enough. Well, yeah, right. But here's, here's now, now people are getting within striking distance of David Schuer who has four points. Uh, Ron, you have two. Leslie, no points yet. So it, this is getting... Um, I'm just visiting. <laughs> You'll come up. And I'm auditing the class. 
I'm all well, still Parsons. Estelle Parsons is still with us, you know. She's 90 something years I old. I know, and she climbed mm -hmm. in and out of a window in, in a bright day called whatever. Bright room. Oh, bright room called day. Oh, I, she, I saw her climbing in and out of a window, and I went, I can't even walk up a staircase if she can climb in and out of a window. I was and she is still doing episodes of the Connors. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Mazel yep. So she's still around. Yeah, no, she still does occasional theater things. I mean, Bright Room was about three, four years ago already. That was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, but she still shows up for things. So God everything was about three or four years ago. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So, Leslie, this is your shot. If you get this question right, and then you steal the next question, you could actually steal. Isn't he wonderful? He's so. He makes me feel like it's actually possible. Go ahead. <laughs> you never know. And You're get a real coach. You're yes. a real coach. Well, yes. except for the fact you that must know how Roach goes. one letter. <laughs> Worse than that. Well, yeah. No, no, Leslie, this is this is though going to be three clues in the news. So here we go. Yeah, you figure. Uh, we get one of these. Yeah. So here's the deal. Oh, by the way, I'm gonna write this down. Um, okay, Leslie, you know how this works. You, these are three unconnected words but each connects to the word that we are looking for. And it's a word of something that happened in the news in the past week or so. Okay. Uh, you that really to... happened in the last week or so. I can't imagine what it would be about. <laughs> <laughs> ah. okay. You might get this. Okay. Leslie, are you ready? Here are the words coming at you. The clues. Yeah. Okay. Ring. Hope. Baseball. Oh, that's hard. That's what she said. Oh, I know. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Okay, okay. Sure, Please sure, sure. underthink it. Underthink yeah. it. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, he got it. I think well, I, I haven't got it, so shock. <laughs> I think I've got it. Say it again slowly. Yeah, I'll give the clues again. Ring, hope, baseball. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, I got it. All right. So, Leslie, those are the clues. What are is are we looking for? The, the word team? is diamond. Woo woo! <laughs> is that your final answer? It is. Mm. And um, can you even tell us why? That do was, I have to? Do I do I gain anything? You got, you got your points already. I, I don't have the foggiest idea of why, to be honest with you. Oh, I just okay. got the word. But I, was, I, was, I, I wrote down file, Santos, Kennedy. I thought those would be the things that I would be looking for. I don't know anything about a diamond. Honestly, I don't. But it's Did diamond, the diamond ring. Get sold again or something? Well, diamond ring, hope diamond, and baseball diamond. So you got the word correct. Anybody know why that word? David? I don't know. Well, I'm saying, any, any of you guys? I don't know. Uh, David, did you get it? Was that your uh, answer? Yeah, I thought it was diamond, yeah. Well, the, the thing is that that horrible um, woman, one of those twosome on Fox News. Oh, right. From Diamond and Silk. Oh, her. Uh, dropped dead this week. Right, so, right. Oh, oh, right. It's not a real okay. name, not a stage name, like a fake name. It's a oh, fake name. Fake. It was, it was oh, Aisha okay. something. So It was, no, Inetha Lynette Hardaway of the conservative commentators, Diamond and Silk. She was 51 years old. And was it COVID? 
Oh, that was there. There, I'm not sure. Everybody's saying that was probably COVID because she was an anti-vax. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Wow. She, she had COVID or something, and it was ironic because she said it's all a hoax. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, when the Democrats point out, you know, serves her right, or the Republicans, how dare you say that? It's too soon. It's like fuck you. You know, she really she against COVID. Who know? said she deserved it? Uh, oh God. Well, anyway, anyway, well. Leslie Hoban Blake. I told you, you're yeah. all Thank you. Thank you for giving me the easy one. Yes, okay. Well, well, all right. Yeah. One more question. I'm on the board, as we say. Yeah. If, if David gets this right, he automatically kind of wins the game. Okay, all if right. If he then we have an opportunity for a tie, and, and all sorts of fun things can happen. So, David, <laughs> nothing's going yes. on. <laughs> David Seward, um, this is the last question of the second round. Okay. And the year was 2013, mm -hmm. January 14th. Multiple choice. Sworn in as the 50th governor of Indiana today is future vice president and possible upcoming presidential candidate, Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. Which of these is false about Mike Pence? False, okay. Yeah. A, during his 12 years in the House of Representatives, Pence introduced 90 bills and not one of them became law. <laughs> B, in high school and college, he was very politically active as a Democrat. C, his favorite movie is The Quiet Man. Or D, in his years doing radio, Pence once billed himself as Rush Limbaugh on decaf. Uh -huh. All right, let's see. I know that he had a radio show. So I think D is true. Uh, he introduced 90 bills and none of them became law. That's possible. Oh, wait a minute. So we're looking for what's false, right? Yes, one of these is false. I'm going to eliminate D. The Quiet Man, it's probably just a John Ford, John Wayne picture. So that's probably true. Uh, he was, so it's either he was a Democrat in high school or he introduced 90 bills and none of them became law. So which of those is false? Uh, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's possible he was a Democrat in high school. That's entirely possible. I'll go with, oh, uh, no. And we've had a B, a D, and an A. But that doesn't prove anything. Um, <laughs> we used to, I used to, when it was all multiple choice. Yes, but David's going to, you know what David's going to do, David? One of these days he's going to do that just to fool you. Okay. He's going he's gonna to make the answers come out that way. Uh, layer upon layer. Of the answer. Answer. I'm going to go with questions. Uh, six, but yeah. All right, I'm going to go with... Huh. I think it's true that he introduced 90 bills and none of them became a law. Uh, so I'm going to say it's B, that he was a Democrat in high school. Well, wait a minute. That's so crazy it could be true. B. <laughs> But I don't think you're going to do two A's in a row. Um, all right, I'll go with B. He was a Democrat in high school. I think that's false. All right. Is that your final answer, David Stewart? Yes. Well, David Stewart, as a theater critic, you always get my vote. But in this particular case, uh, I'm afraid uh, that Chad has fallen off. That is not true. 
he was a Democrat wow. in high school. He was um, active, sure um, volunteering for the Democratic Party in high school and in college. And then he, Reagan changed his, his whole uh, tone. He became radicalized. <laughs> okay. Okay. But here's the deal. The game is not over. The game not is a game. So we're going to roll the die. I got oh, a number mm. one, a number four. No. A number three, which is assured. A number six, Leslie Hoban Blake. Oh wow! Okay, you go. Hmm. The limbo on decaf uh, implies that he has a sense of humor, <laughs> which I which I sincerely doubt. Um, <laughs> and I do think that there are. I think I've read about a bill or two that has his name on on it. So I think. And I think the quiet man is an obvious one, you know, because of because of Ford and and Wayne. So I'm going to say the Rush Limbaugh undecap, which is a great line, but I don't think he was funny enough to think of it. Is that your? Yeah, he is. He is my answer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Leslie Hoban Blake, you made a rush to judgment, and I'm afraid it is not correct wow okay ron it's on you to it's on you to okay. tie now ron, yeah. what answers are left Michael? okay no what's pressure. left is what's left is one of these is false during about mike pence during his 12 years in the house of representatives pence introduced 90 bills none of which became law wow. or see his favorite movie is the quiet man well, I'll have to go with the Bills one because I, I do would imagine that his that's probably his favorite movie. So, okay, I'll try the Bills one. Is that your final answer? My final bill, yes. <laughs> I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. I yes. wish you had won, but you will not because David Sheward by default becomes our champion. The oh, answer oh, is wow. the false I one was his favorite so, movie is not The Quiet Man. Does anybody want to guess oh. what his favorite movie is? Yeah. Uh, a fish see. called Wanda. Yeah. No, but you're on the right <laughs> track. Sound of music. Sound of music. You're seven, on the right track. Seven, no. days, in, not, seven days in May. No. It's not, it's not Patton. It's not, it's not Patton. Patton. It's not Patton. That was Nixon. You're gonna go like you're kidding me, but close um, again. It's a wonderful life. Close. Oh, that's a good one. You're really oh, bringing up the right. Mr. Smith tree. goes to Washington. Uh, or something. Not, not, not political, but great. No, that's. A, <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. No. Oh, Leslie. Oh, I'll give God. you one or two more shots. Oh, uh, let me see. Stage North by Northwest. <laughs> Ooh. It's a great film, but no. Uh, it's off the documentary. No. <laughs> I love it. Travels. No, no, don't well, get from. That's political. Obviously, it's psycho. Yeah, not in <laughs> But you were gonna. Ron had a good one. Ron had a good one. You missed it, Dave. No. You missed. Ron. I'm what? trying to get it. Ron had a great one. Tell it. Say it again. I said it's obviously psycho. Oh. <laughs> What's that one with the chucky with the little toy animal that comes alive? <laughs> no, the answer, and this is going to freak all of you out, um, and, and, and you guys are all in theater, so you know a lot of friends of Dorothy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Wizard of Oz is uh, uh, favorite movie. That's not oh, great. So, so, is, so is Pets a friend of Dorothy? 
Uh, no, no, no. That, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it made you think of the the. Uh, but if you think about it, who is who is more like the Great Oz than Donald Trump? Yeah, and, and sort of like you know, and and Pence was his. Yeah. Does that make does that make Pence the straw man? What does that make you? Uh, that makes him the uh, the guy the, the, the guy who answered the door and 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 with Frank. And the right, right, right. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. said, "Well, that's a horse of a different color. Why didn't you say so? Come on in." <laughs> you know that movie a little too well, David. Joy, but also, yes. played, <laughs> David is very also played by this by the wizard. You know? by, yes, by by Frank Morgan. So here's the deal, David Schuert, Congratulations, you have four points. You have wow. won the game. Wow. But we still wow. have a tiebreaker to do. Um, so we're going to do the tiebreaker. No, and, and we can do it properly this time with everybody writing down his or her answer and holding no. it to the camera. After yeah. I give it, I'll read it twice and give it three, two, one. Yeah. But congratulations. David, what are you going to do with your winnings from... What winnings? Shane's victory. Oh, you know, there are, are great uh, you know, lotto-style winnings from... 782 the... or 84 million. There you go. Yeah. That's if you take the cash outlay. So, uh, Ron is getting a pen. Now, you guys know how this works. I'm going to read the question once. You're going to write the answer down. Then I'm going to read the question again and give a three, two, one countdown, and you'll show it to the camera. Do you so, have a matinee today, David? I'm sorry. No. Oh. No. I don't know. Well, he doesn't. He's, he's in Maryland. He doesn't have <laughs> and David, you're allowed to ask the cleaning person if... All right, here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the here's our tiebreaker. That isn't really a tiebreaker. Question. It's a it's fill a in fun question. Fill in the one. Okay. Born today, 1944. Okay. In Long Beach, California, born today is this fiery Pentecostal preacher man. His um, He took... Revival tents by storm and made a bunch of money, but ended up admitting his own hypocrisy in the Oscar-winning 1972 documentary that bears his name. Eventually, he gave up the pulpit for acting, and now he lives quietly in New Mexico. Name him. You already got it, David. You've already written it down, right? Of course. The movie was when? 1972 documentary. I know I know who it is, and I know I can see his face, and I can't come up with a name. That's part of the, yeah. I know, yeah. I know. But I do know who it is. And I'll go, yes, yes, that's it when, he, when you say it. Mm -hmm. I remember he became an actor. I even saw a movie. With oh, I got it. I know who it is. Now I know who it is. OK. I don't know David. I just you. talked myself into it. I know I, I talked <laughs> enough about, about it and it came to me. Mm. And how about you, Ron? Do you have a, an answer yet? Do you have I a, have an answer, but I don't. I can't think of it, but I'm sure um, everyone else does. Right, so yes. I'm going <laughs> to read the question one more time, and then I'm going to give a three, two, one countdown. And whatever you happen to have written down, so Ronald, if you don't have anything, you put down your, your, your website mm -hmm. or... Or <laughs> take a shot. Here we go. Born today in 1944 in Long Beach, California, is this fiery Pentecostal preacher man. He took revival tents by storm and made a bunch of money, but ended up admitting his own hypocrisy 
in the Oscar-winning 1972 documentary that bears his name. I know who he is. Eventually, oh, hold on. no. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, eventually, he gave up the pulpit for acting, and now he lives quietly in New Mexico. Name him three, two, one. Okay, I see one that is correct. I see the M44. Oh my God! Wait, pull back, Leslie. Um, you're so yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. And Ron, what did you have on yours? I couldn't see. I it. I, I have I have Sean. Oh, Sean. Well, that was yeah, yeah. of the Dead, ladies. Um, um, Leslie, you it's Marjo Gortner. You had it. I mean, it's, 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 and, and, I didn't know his last name. I just know it was Marjo. You got it. Oh, I didn't think you you had it there. Well done. And no, David, I, 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 what I what I was talking about it. It came. I I I finally found the the, the name for the face. I knew who it was. Yay! Yay! You so can also draw pictures. Tell people. Yeah, you can you can just draw scraggly blonde hair. You know, yeah. and, and that'd be fine. <laughs> he make a picture with um that oh what is his name now Tom Laughlin Tom O'Laughlin. Probably like one of the Billy Jack things. Billy, Billy Jack movies. Yeah. Was he in one of the Billy Jack movies? Yeah. I think. Or did he I was. just? Yeah. I think he was in a disaster yeah. picture. One of the disaster movies. Well, every movie he did was a disaster. But no, no. <laughs> but anyway, Marjo Gortner is the correct answer. Oh, um, Gortner, that was it. I couldn't. G O R T N E R. Marjo Gortner. You know, flamboyant, good-looking fella, and so he traded on that and made tons of money. And then you know, realized he knew it was all a sham. But, was he Jewish? Because of the name Gortner? I don't think. Well, know. also the way he looked. I thought that maybe he was Jewish. Well, he's an evangelical preacher. So. Yeah. I know that. What, that has really, nothing, he, was, he, was, he was a fraud, so it has nothing to do with anything, whether he was, whether he was an evangelical preacher or not. He was a well, fraud. But anyway, congratulations one more time to David Sheward, our champion. So, David, tell us. Uh, remind us, what have you been writing about and working on this, and where can we begin? Let's see. Well, uh, I have reviews. I did get to some shows lately. I have reviews of Death of a Salesman, Downstate, and uh, uh, Leopoldstadt on uh, yeah. theater, theater Life and Cultural Daily. I did get to see last night The Ohio State Murders, which is closing on Sunday. I'm going, whether it you know, I'm going to write a review, if, hopefully before it closes, but even after I'm still doing a review because okay. I think it's an interesting show. Okay. And um, on the David desk, I've written some interesting blogs about what's coming up on Broadway and uh, the stuff on the Carol Burnett show and uh, uh, the fact that a lot of cartoon characters uh, were, the voiceovers were imitations of Lionel Barrymore. Oh, did not realize that. But I, I want to ask you, because I haven't been to New York in, in several weeks, and I'm probably not going to get there until spring. So um, I haven't seen anything in recent times. The Empire State Building was destroyed by a drone. David <laughs> <laughs> no, Stewart, you're tell of the shows that if I were a tourist coming into New York, should I see, and I have one slot, should oh. I see Ohio State Murders, Leopoldstadt, uh, Death of a Salesman, or, or Downstate? Well, some of them have closed already. So the only one that's still running is Leopoldstadt. Oh, wait, Salesman closed already? Salesman closed last weekend? It closes uh, tomorrow. Oh, well, yeah, all right. So which closes yeah. tomorrow, as does Ohio State Murders. Um, so if I had a slot this weekend? Yeah, uh, Leopoldstadt is, 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 is wonderful. It's a wonderful Tom Stopper play. 
Mm. All right, Leopold's out. So, thank you, David Short. Let me ask um, Ronald Rand. So, I know you're working on that Ibsen opera. I know you're, you're doing your, what's happening in the next week or two or three with you? Uh, well, uh, right now I'm also um, not only getting ready to, to do Let It Be Art, hopefully, you know, knocking wood in Turkey, uh, but um, I'm also um, been working on it. Actually, I've been working on a lot of short stories, so I may, um, it may lead to something. So we'll see. You know, I've been writing more. So well, I like writing poetry. And so we'll see. I mean, awesome. and, and if people do want to, uh, to subscribe to Soul of the American Actor, it's soulofamericanactor.com, right? Is the No, it's actually just soul, S-O-U-L, soul American actor. Oh, soul American just actor. the three words. Exactly. com for all about. And they can also pick up my book, uh, Solo Transformation on Stage, at the Drama Bookshop or at Amazon or any website all over the internet. Yes. Solo Transformation on Stage. And Leslie Hoban Blake, now that you're getting out and about, will we see you with Charlie Gross on Two on the Island? I, I have to be honest because I had a respiratory illness before I got that. Right. I, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be allowed, whether I'm going to get a clearance from my doctor or not. And even I, if you I are, have, how long before you really feel? Exactly. So yeah. I have to, I have to do, I have to get that. But uh, Charlie and I have, because I got sick when I did, I got sick in the beginning of this, like right after Christmas. No, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so we still had to do, um, we did lay a post in Death of a Salesman, but we didn't do Raisin in the Sun. We didn't do what was the first one you said? Downstairs. Oh, no. no, I did I never got to see Downstairs. I'm really sorry about that. We have we had to do Raisin in the Sun and um, two others. I can't remember what the they Ohio are. State Murders. No, I never got to see that either. I never got to see anything after Thanksgiving. I had a whole mm -hmm. slew of things. I had to write little notes to all of the press people. Um and by the way, if you haven't had your shingles, the vaccination, please get it. That's a that's an illness you do not want to get. So I'm going to say it on every show, Dave. I hope you don't mind. Um, but we, we're going to do we're going to shoot three things. One of them is Raised in the Sun, and one of our guest critics was Perry Gaffney, who, if you saw Raised in the Sun, played the the the, uh, the nosy neighbor who wasn't in the Broadway version. She was only in this version, and she was really I thought terrific. I thought she did a wonderful job. So, um, but yeah. I can't think of the next. I can't think of the other two shows. Well, but I have them written down. Yeah, people can go to the Two on the Isle channel on YouTube and right. watch segments and also older full-length half-hour uh, Two on the Isle shows with our friends Leslie Hoban Blake and Charlie, who everybody saw on our New Year's show. Happy, you know, yeah, yeah, Les. One, one more. I'm just going to say, Charlie is doing some one-minute. Um, reviews which are very cogent i don't know why we have to bother doing the whole thing if he does it all in one minute but that's just you know he does a really cogent job of, of saying what the play is about um, or what he thinks you know the best part of it is and um you know because we're all writers when we have to just do when we just have to verbalize without writing sometimes we lose something we'd like it goes to say. for 12 minutes but we could have said the good before. word gets away and then you think later on i should have said see i want to do the jeff beck thing i want to wait till it's up on youtube and I, then i tell charlie no no charlie i wanted to say italian instead of italianate so let's go back and fix that you know but anyway whatever 
I used to be able to do that with um, the show because this show was on radio for 15 years and it was just, I'd go on like oh, yes, a good snip and take out pauses and ums and uhs and I can't even, I don't even bother, I can't. You know, oh, we do that, we do that. Um, we, we do that for the audio part because the audio track is different from the video track. He has a wonderful editing set. Cool. All right. Well, guys, it has been absolutely wonderful to see you. Um, we hope you all come back. I know, David, you probably won't be back with us until spring, I'm guessing. Or you can uh, like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You can let us know. Well, you, once he wins, it gets in his blood, you know. And then you can <laughs> again next week. The victor, the victor. But it's wonderful to see all of you. I hope you have a, a fine and healthy and, and terrific week. It's great to see you. Happy New Year one more time to Ronald and David. As they throw kisses, we're going to let you go. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> and farewell to you. Bye, Joyce. Bye, Leslie. Have a good one. And we are back here. Well, we never left. The Dave's Gone By Show. It is 11 in the morning, Eastern time, here in the neighborhood. I'm Dave Lefkowitz, the producer and host of Dave's Gone By. This is our 877th episode of the program. We're calling it Worth the Wait. I hope it's been worth the wait for you. We're not done. We, we, we are still going to do on this episode here live coming to you from northern maryland we want to thank uh our guests so far for for being on the show but we still have our colorado limerick of the damned we got rabbi saul solomon coming in to read the papers uh because he found some jewish oriented newspapers and things that are, that are going to be a lot of fun and really crimes at all times as a matter of fact how are we um are you feeling criminal, or should I bring the rabbi in first? Which would you prefer? Uh, whatever you want, David. Well, let's let's do girly crimes. Let's, okay, let's, I'm ready. Let's let do me, that. So here's the deal. Uh, let me let me set up a little stuff. bit. Okay. Oh. I'll push this back a little bit also, and move this. Cause oh, for for the specialness that is, girly crimes. Oh, what I can do? Watch what I can do. I'm what can you do? Hold on. Oh, you're oh. Make it like a a, a police cert, um. Can you see it on the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Except I'm sneeze. Oh, pardon me. I have a sunlight disease. Let me get it. Okay. Photosnesia. Greeley Crimes and Old Times has to do with two columns that are in the Greeley Tribune newspaper. One of them is about phone calls of people seeing weird things going on in the neighborhood and calling the cops. And the second one is things that were in the newspaper literally a hundred years ago. We mix them up in Greeley Crimes and Old Times. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So to Greeley, Colorado, we go for some criminality and some nostalgiality. Let's begin. And we're only doing one or two crimes because they're still, they're, they're, it's just they're so, so, so sad at the Greeley Tribune that they can't post the crimes. They haven't been doing this since mid-November. So it's kind of like they're dwindling. Uh, so you got to just like uh, preciously use them. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to do one. I'm going to do one criminal crime thing. But they have the new crimes, right? 
Well, the old times are keeping coming. Mike Peters is oh, on it. It's the cop log that they so don't have. So why don't have. they get him to do the other one then? It has, to, it has to do with their feed. It's not like the actual doing. It's oh. anyway. Yeah. So so, but we do have one or two. By crimes. the time they finish with the old times, it'll be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. That's right. We'll get to to the hundred years. A caller. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Hello. On 29th Street, reported people running around naked at the park and threatening to kill people. I ask you, with what? That's a bad cult. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I figure, okay, there's nothing they can yeah. be carrying. No, but running around naked, I mean, might attract like, people, but then threatening yeah. that. But it's like, you know, oh, no, I have a knife. Hold on! It's like that smash, 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 smash guy we saw. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. Naked with no, his chains or his um, his machete. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. No, I'll save the other crime. I'll do some old time things. Okay. Here's an advertisement, by the way, from 100 years ago. This was in the papers back in 1923. Uh, oh, so it's like a classified ad. I have an Oakland Roadster. A what? An Oakland, Oakland Roadster, Roadster Auto. Oh, wow, an auto. Just overhauled, runs fine, good tires, new paint, looks good. We'll trade for hogs, spuds, or corn. Ooh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I know. Careful with them. Oh, with I'm not taking that one. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely do not. Huh? You're going to trade for me? No, I'm not going to. I would never trade you for a... Well, maybe a beamer. No, Daddy, no! I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Potato. Uh -oh. We never do. But would you try a car for spuds and corn? I mean, how starving do you have to be? Or, or it was a famine. Yeah. But I do love that we've been doing these so long, uh, for about six or seven or eight years on the show, that when we started, cars were kind of this rarity versus horses. Yeah. And now some guy has a used roadster. Yeah. Uh, like the times they go so quickly oh, in the no. in the centuries. Ms. Marguerite Collins, a teacher Ooh. at Galeton School in Weld County. Oh, wait, no, you're going to like this. I don't have the whistle anymore. It's all right. Ms. Marguerite Collins has been named. Oh, that's awful. It just sounds like a sow. Maybe that's one of the things you. Yeah. Ms. Marguerite Collins has been named the veritable fairy in the land of Christmas. Oh. A special day for the students. Many classes uh, had electric lights. Others had cutouts of miniature Santas decorating their rooms. Uh, I guess, you know, more likely over those years that there were a bunch of priests who were veritable fairies in the land of Christmas. I don't understand why, why yeah. the teacher was made that. Usually it's a kid, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't. Many of those, some teachers who are like a little too into it. So oh, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. make her the fairy. We'll just, yeah, give it yeah, to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we can't pay her anything, so let's make her. Hey, speaking of schools, the Platteville High School basketball team oh, wow. was successful in beating Hudson 28-6. to six. River? Talk about a low-scoring basketball game. It's like, how, how much shooting did they do to get, like, tw even, even the victor got only 28 points. Is that bad? Well, I mean, a modern whatever basketball game, you generally, it's like... 104 to 97, yeah. Oh, until everything became about free throws, but or um, or three pointers. Hudson did not show well in their teamwork, 
and were not accurate in their basketball shooting. It's like, this is the analysis of the game. Like, the team lost 28 to 6. They did not show well in their teamwork and were not accurate in their shooting. Mm-hmm. This is this is pretty much why any team loses. That's a good. That's like a generic. Yeah. Um, by the way, I I don't know how I feel about this, but women are getting more respect around the country. Oh boy. It says this is no, it's back from 1923. Women are aiming higher now, except one woman who lowered herself to uh, shooting her husband in the leg. Wow. Oh, I don't have a gun. I used to have a gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, it works. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. I, I get she... Her husband probably respects her a lot more right, this, right now. Yeah. That must be an ouchie. That probably is. It is kind of weird that basically every single person we're mentioning is dead. Yeah. Everything, and if you're talking about a tiny little baby, it's a possibility. Sometimes, David, I think when I watch my Miss Marple, all those actors are gone. Oh, they're all yeah. yeah. They're all yeah. And well, I mean, the Marple woman, those people are gone. Mm-hmm. Not the younger actors, because your Marples are from 1970 something. No, not the original 80s. Marples, not the cute little Marple woman, but the old Marple. Even those, woman. even those are still from the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you have a young someone in their twenties, <laughs> probably alive, well, and acting. Um, Scott, why do you have my garbage can in your room? It's my yeah. garbage can. Behind, there's my garbage can over there. Oh, I, I was I was looking for a place to perch potato. Yeah, it's a living room garbage can, but he kept falling into the garbage because <laughs> it's tilted. Yeah, Aww. so I tr- I tried, I did try. Um, uh, Scott of the First Methodist Church of Greeley said the first week of the new year will be the beginning of selling souls to the devil. Ooh. He urged everyone to attend the daily services of the church the first week of the new year. Yeah. That sounds kind of grim. Well, after the, you know, the holidays, there's a sale. Oh, you get like so a half-off sale. Yeah, yeah half-off soul sale. Mm-hmm. And those soul sales sell well. She sold. Soul sails down by the, the seashore. I can't do that. She did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To Sal. Sal went to the soul sails and got uh, some souls. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He sealed the deal. He sealed those souls that were sold. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, speaking of religion, the first Christian church of Greeley was destroyed Sunday morning by a Sunday morning fire that started in the furnace just after Sunday school ended for the children. Damage was estimated between $5,000 and $40,000. That's a big... (laughs) Insurance adjusters were pretty loose back then. (laughs) It's like somewhere in the fire... And and back then, you know, that was... It's a smaller swing now. Yeah, yeah. $35,000 in modern money is $35,000. Thirty-five thousand dollars back then mm-hmm. is worth like a hundred thousand. Maybe they believe. were trying to sell the soul of the adjuster. They had to figure out. Yeah, wondering about that. Um, let's do, let's do an elsewhere, because what we do on really clams all times is also we find the occasional story that is not from Colorado, but further afield. There we go. Um, we go all the way to France Ooh. for this weird story. 
as reported by the New York, by the New York Post. Oh God! Uh, this, 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 this one is up there, and you should of all you this week will um, will it's commiserate, gonna, if you will. Disturb me, I'm sure. A French hospital. This was real. This was yes. in the papers last week. A I'm French. I'm looking it up to make sure you're not lying. Okay. A French hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War One artillery shell lodged in his rectum. What? I will repeat that. The hospital was partially evacuated Saturday after a senior citizen arrived with a World War One artillery shell lodged. In his rectum. What happened? Well, the 86-year-old patient visited Hospital Samus in Toulon to have the antique explosive removed, which sparked a bomb scare. So the hospital spokesperson, quote, an emergency occurred from 9 until 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of bomb disposal personnel Why did it go up this tushy? Well, the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies, we took all precautions. Bomb disposal experts at the scene determined there was little possibility the shell would explode inside the man. Quote, they reassured us and said it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military, said the hospital. Stunned doctors subsequently began removing the object which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide from the man's rectum. They believe the pervy patient inserted the item up his anus for sexual pleasure. Mm. Yeah. Why yeah. would you do that? Why would any, why would people do a flashlight or a light bulb? People just do. No, but it's a, it's a bomb. Well, it's a World War One. Unexplosive. Sent a doctor, some one doctor at the hospital, quote, an apple, a mango, or, or even a can of shaving foam. We are used to finding the unusual objects inserted where they should not be. Mm. But the shell never! Of course. Medics were forced to take the elderly man into surgery, cutting open his abdomen in order to remove the relic. He is now in good condition, uh, or good health, and expected to make a full recovery. And of course, since this was on the New York Post, they had uh, their share of comments yes, underneath, of which included, whatever happened to a good old fashioned gerbil? <laughs> this is my favorite. Love truly is a battlefield. Oh, Lord. Uh, I guess in the war, he was a tail gunner. And that was, that was actually very clever. Guess this was a dirty bomb. And finally, well, my other favorite, Fire in the hole! <laughs> there you go. That's horrible. True story from the pages of, of, well, French newspapers first, and then from the New York Post. Yes, yes. Anyway, we're doing Grilly Crimes and Old Times here on Dave's Gone By Live on this Saturday morning, January 14th, 2023. Let's do one or two more old timesy things and then move on to the rest of the show. Uh, Wanted to let, to let you know. Can I read all of these? Hmm, can I get? Yeah, I got the last one. Uh, yeah, I did. Here we go. In southern Guinea, the greatest luxury that can be placed before a guest is a pot full of roast boa constrictor steaks. Ugh, mm, why mm. would you eat that? 
Well, why wouldn't you? I guess if, if you like st um, snake steak in uh, New Guinea, you might. I, th I think I, I take that sooner than some New Guinean trying to give me his tube steak. Yeah. That was, yeah. I know. Anywho, persons, by the way, who eat high gluttony meals in Germany are... Uh, look at this. This is 100 years ago, mm -hmm. and they're writing this in the, in the papers. Persons who eat high gluttony meals in Germany are adding fat to their bodies, according to the German government. Mm -hmm. Therefore, high gluttony meals will now be taxed an extra 25%. Wow. Who knew Mayor Bloomberg was in Germany in 1923? Wow. Actually, I just get the feeling that they were in such um, economic depression at this mm -hmm. point that it's like, we have to tax something. Uh, you know, fat people. Yeah, yeah. And that's how Hitler arose. And then finally, one more, one more. I don't know if you knew this. This is true. This is also published in 1923 in the Colorado newspapers. When first introduced to America, men would not carry an umbrella. By the way, men were not first introduced to America in 1923. It was oh, umbrellas. Wow. They kind of needed a grammarian back then. Um, but no, men would not carry an umbrella back in the day because they were considered, quote, an effeminate product. Wasn't until years later that men agreed to carry one in a rainstorm. And I don't know if you know this, but it wasn't until 1947 that the strap-on dildo with tickler was accepted as a manly device. Oh, so, Lord have mercy. <laughs> yes, yes, the Lord indeed will have mercy on our souls. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Greeley Crimes and Old Times. Mr. Horace Greeley was no fool. Oh, no, I'm sure that you agree with me that Greeley was no fool. What he is getting at is that Mr. Greeley was no fool. Thank you, Groucho. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a little after, a quarter after 11 in the morning Eastern Time. You're watching Dave's Gone By. For more information about the show, go to davesgoneby.com or this Facebook page. For the archives, go to davesgoneby.com or archive.org or for the audio archives, castbox.fm. We also have a, um, a YouTube page. Dave's Gone By is the name of the YouTube page. Tons of places to read about and see the archives and see the photographs of so much of the thousands of hours of programming that we have done for this show over the past 20 plus years. Well, one person who has been on this show from the very, very, very beginning is a Jewish person, not just me, but Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder and spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. Rabbi Saul was on our very first episode giving tips about uh, women's self-breast exams and other things about the holidays. And ever since, he's done bunches and bunches of our interviews. He's done rabbinical reflections. And then in recent times, he's also begun going through the newspapers. Now, this was easier back when we were all out on Long Island because there were all these Jewish-oriented and even Orthodox Jewish newspapers coming out in the five towns. Well, we're away from there, unfortunately, so it's, it's very tough for the rabbi to do that. But occasionally, he comes across some Jewish stuff, old and new, that he wants to share with you. As a matter of fact, I, I, there's one other thing I wanted to show him that I 
I should have, and I think I forgot to. Hold on. Um, if I can find it. Oh, come on, come on. So slow today. Here, this is this is good. Uh, give me a moment. Ooh, this is really loading slowly. I don't know why. Um, talk amongst yourselves kindly. Here, um, come on. What do you need? Oh, I'm trying to open the um, okay, something for the rabbi to look at. Okay. Um, I, he'll, he'll try and find it when he can. So I hope he does. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. All right. Anyway, Rabbi Saul is going to be joining us. I'm going to play his music. And then he will be with us to share the readings that he's been doing from some local Jewish publications. Don't go away. Oh, shalom, my friends, shalom, my enemies. This is your old pal, Rabbi Saul Solomon, founder and spiritual leader of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. And I'm thrilled and delighted to be here with you early in the new year, early in the Jew year. Well, no, Rosh Hashanah was months ago, but I'm here because what I'd love to do is share with you where I go through things in newspapers that are geared for the Jewish population. I like to share them with you, the joy, the depression, all the things that go into being Jewish. So first of all, first of all, this is, this is kind of fun. This is the opposite. This is, this is, the, I'm going to first explain to you what is not Jewish so that then you can go and see, oh, what is obviously is Jewish. So, so um, Dave, the producer of this program and his wife, Joyce, they live in this lovely house in, in Maryland. And in the mail, they get a letter from a neighbor who, I, uh, we're not going to say the neighbor's name during witness protection, I'm sure. But this neighbor that they don't know, that they have never met, sends a handwritten letter and by the way does anybody still use loose leaf paper this person does mails it with a brochure to make sure that they are on the right path let us read this this which is is to by the way the previous owner of the house or current occupant current occupant let's see this lovely letter hand handwritten yet here we go hello my name is I hope that, by the way, her name is actually, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I hope this letter finds you and your family. Notice it doesn't say it finds you and your family well. Uh, it's just, I hope it, it finds you somehow. Yeah, it found uh, the other family. This is good. The purpose of my letter is to point attention to God's word and, and the Bible. No, God's word, the Bible, as an excellent source of comfort. Okay. Now, if you're Jewish, you know there's nothing comfortable about the Bible. He's an angry God. He's a jealous, 
vengeful God, nothing remotely comfortable about that. Today, as world conditions worsen, more are suffering the tragic consequences of both natural disasters and man-made problems. Totally get but that's totally Jewish, I get this. Enclosed is a tract, as opposed to a tractate. A tract titled, Will Suffering Ever End? See, Jews don't need this, because we know, eh, well, absolutely, no, we're stuck with it. This is, this is the life condition of Jewish people. So don't tell me that it's going to you lying. Don't send me this shit. Here we go. But, will suffering ever end? Um, it highlights scriptures that give assurance that God is not the cause of suffering. God feels for individuals' plights. By the way, individuals should be S apostrophe, not apostrophe S. What can you do with the schooling around here? And most important, God gives hope that all suffering is soon to end. From your mouth to God's ears, except God isn't listening because God is a vengeful asshole. All right. To obtain additional information on how God will end all suffering. She underlined it again, the word all in capital letters. All suffering. You know, God's going to end all suffering. He's going to kill us all. In the next giant holocaust thing, and then and, and, and when there are three horsemen, they're apocalypsing across the world. Oh, you know, hey, everybody, you know, you've been suffering so terribly, and your diseases, and your crime, and your this, ending so, oh, you're also going to die. You're going to die, and this will end your suffering. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank you, God. Anywho, please visit uh, www.jw.org. J-W. Now, this should be, should be, there an E in there, and you, you got me, Jewish, all right, now it's probably the Jehovah's people. Um, you may also contact me at, uh, at gmail.com. Enjoy your day. Well, it's nice. It's, it's nice that this isn't Pentecostal, you're going to die horribly uh, if you don't do this, or you have to roll around the floor and pray. At least it's a happy thing. It's like, you know what, if it's miserable, maybe God can help you. So, um... So, so they send this, this stupid little brochure to learn more without cost. Because, you know, they got to hook you first before they soak you. Um, I love the idea that there's assurance that God does not cause our problems. From James the first, or not James, King James, James volume one, chapter 13, which I've never read because, you know, I don't read that shit. Assurance that God does not cause our problems. It's like, Okay, so God, who supposedly wrote the Bible, is assuring us that he didn't do so. But, you know, it's a bunch of old guys wrote the Bible to assure us something. This is their proof. They're telling you this. Oh, we're telling you. It's not God's problem. Believe us. <laughs> we're telling you it's the truth, so therefore it's the truth. Comfort from knowing that God feels for us when we suffer. That's from Zechariah there. And then there's a psalm. Hope that all suffering will end. I'm sorry, ma'am. Hope is not proof. Hope is not that suffering will end. Hope is just the thing that gets us through suffering so we don't put a bullet through our heads. Anywho, thank you. Thank you for sending this garbage. But it, it, it's, it's happy. It's nice, well-meaning garbage, which is really the best kind of garbage you can get. Okay, we have more things. This, this is a magazine. A magazine that was at the local hospital chain that they have here in Maryland. I'm, I'm in Maryland. I'm not in Great Neck at the moment, just so you know. But in Maryland, they have this thing called, uh, instead of Baltimore or B-more, J-more. J-more, because this, this is what Jews think of as hip. 
until you know a week from now he gets a broken hip, and then that's much more Jewish. But this is this is truly a Jewish-ish uh, magazine that you can pick up along with everything else uh, locally here in Maryland. It's put out. I guess the idea behind it is there's Jews. They get sick, lots of us, and then they go and they get checked out at this institution. Let me remember, it's actually the, what is it called? It's J. Moore. Uh, don't really tell, but you can tell from the table of contents there that yes, yes, this magazine is, is specifically for my people. So let's see a couple of things that are so obviously beautifully Jewish in the J. Moore magazine. For example, let's see. Uh, get your pens and pencils out. Here's, here's the advertising that I kind of like to see. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, do you need a certified loyal? One who doesn't bite off the tip with his teeth? You want to go for this guy right there. That's a happy-looking baby and, and uh, a not-quite-so-nervous father. Yes, if you need a loyal, this is the person to go to. All right, they get funnier. I think they get funnier. Let's read this. This is from the publisher of this magazine. His name is Scott Rifkin. Nice, classically Jewish, middle-aged guy. A light in winter. I don't know why I folded this down. Oh, I know why. Here we go. It is winter. But you know how, how magazine publishers and editors-in-chief they do these things in these glossy magazines and they always have a page to themselves where they, they do something inspiring or they write about life in general and try to give something nice to people who are reading. This, this is the definition of Jewish if you're publishing an article in your own magazine. It is winter and the short days usually depress me. Yeah, this is this is the way a Jew goes. And me, it's not like, oh, there's hope. Oh, there's an end to suffering. Oh, God doesn't want us to suffer. No, this is this, this is real Jewish. This is it is winter, and the short days usually depress me. I hate waking up before sunrise and driving home from work in the darkness. Have I not said has Dave not said these exact same things? You start when you're when you're Jewish, you immediately go negative. This is the way to go. Typically, this time of year, I start to envy my friends who have moved to Florida. Oh, boy, is this true. What did I miss, <laughs> Oh, this is, this is just the greatest thing ever. But this year, I am joyous. Oh, why? This year is different from any other recent year. My faith in my fellow man has been renewed. Yes, sanity has been vindicated. And the nation has decided that democracy is worth saving. So it's actually getting surprisingly political wow. for uh, for this kind of journal I thing. I thought you were talking about someone going on vacation to Florida. He was. He was. He was saying uh, to recap. He was saying that he's usually incredibly depressed this time time of year. Okay. But he's happy. And it goes on to say because of the uh, the midterm elections did not swing far right. Which is interesting. Why is he because, talking about that being a snowbird? Because he's Jewish. Because he can. Because he publishes this thing. Um, the unholy alliance between the evangelicals and the conservative movement took a beating on election day. Hmm. The concept that all elections won by Democrats must be rigged was repudiated. That the Christian Sharia law enthusiasts were turned away, even in deep red states, as they tried to control women's bodies. So, you know, this is not a Hasidic paper. Oh my this God, is a, what is, where is this going? This, is, this, is, this was in the lobby of Johns Hopkins. Oh. It's Jaymore. 
So, mit mazel to this guy. And by the way, we know when he's writing things like this, if he's happy, he's having a tall, frosty glass of his own urine. It's Zadie's lager. Oh, yeah, this is real. No gimmicks. Never trendy. Of course, it's not going to be trendy. He's an old Jewish man. It's Zadie's lager. Mm-mm. And by the way, you know they spent weeks on this, this motto, a beer made for drinking. A beer made, as opposed to a beer uh, made for painting your shed. What else would you do with the beer? It's not a beer made for doing colonoscopies. It's just a beer born and brewed in Baltimore. Oh, so it's, really, it's actually a local thing there. This is nice. By Union Craft Brewing. I'm going to try. I'm going to try a Zadie's Lager. I love this. This is wonderful. Let's see if there's more in this, this magazine. I think I folded down one or two more things to show. Yes, I did. Oh, yes, I did. What else? Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then, you get the things that are like, no. No. Even though, as I've shared many, many times before, you can't write anything Jewish. You can't have a conversation between Jews for more than five minutes without somebody bringing up the Holocaust. It's just de rigueur. So here we go. Let's have this nice lady here. Let's see what this article has to say. Making a comeback? Spirituality author Sarah Yocheved Rigler recently spoke to a local audience about reincarnation and the Holocaust. Where is this woman going? After World War II, were the souls of the victims of the Holocaust reborn into new physical bodies? Shut up! Shut You're as crazy as the evangelical ladies. You don't know. You can't possibly know, you idiot. However, this is the question that Sarah Yocheved Rigler raised on November 29th when discussing her latest book, quote, I've been here before, when souls of the Holocaust return. Weirdly enough, they were returned to Zabar's. Whoa. Had no idea about that, yes. It's from Menucha Publishers at the Doubletree. But she held this, this was in, in Pikesville, not surprisingly, at the Doubletree Hotel, or, or the, the Double Etz Hotel, I call it. Um, the event was presented by the Etz Chaim Outreach Center for Jewish Studies in Park Heights. This woman, she's 74 years old, born in uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, has written seven Jewish spirituality books. She didn't have any immediate family members who survived or perished during the Holocaust. She's 74. She was just barely... Anywho, anywho, let's see if I can find anything more funny in this. But as a child, I had this very strange hatred and anger towards everything German. I wonder why. There's nothing strange about it, honey. You're 74 years old. You were born in, what, the 1940s? As I, and Germany had basically tried to wipe out our entire people. There is nothing strange or weird about hating Germany if you're a Jewish child. I hate them now! Anywho, I would not buy a German product, would not take a ride in a Volkswagen, and I would not let my father take my picture when he bought a German camera. I don't know where that came from. Yes, we do know where that came from! It came from Auschwitz and Belsen. And, and, and uh, Maidanek. Read some. So somewhere you went to a school thing, you went to a, a Hebrew Sunday school, and they showed you the movies of bodies shooting out of the ovens and things, and you're like, 
Germans, maybe not the nicest humans on the in the world. Maybe I'm not gonna be, buy a Mercedes Benz. Uh, but later, later, Rigler came to a conclusion about the origins of her anti-German sentiments. Quote: I understand that the idea of reincarnation was the only thing that made sense to me. That I had lived and died in the Holocaust. When that poem of hers, uh, she didn't really relive, I'll tell you that. I, wow. I mean, you know, uh, said uh, the woman said she did not reveal this opinion to anyone until about a decade ago. No, because they were going to lock you up. They were going to put you in a rubber room and with, with a big sign of Arbeit macht frei. You know, you make plates. Uh, um, what would happen? Oh. She revealed it to a close friend, and then to her surprise, the friend told her she also believed she had died during the Holocaust. When her mother would put her to bed at night at the age of four, she would look at the pillow and have this waking vision of being in the back of a truck with all these other women. And some of them were collapsing on the floor, and she saw herself rise up out of the truck and say, now I'm free. No. Yeah, I don't even know yeah, where to. A lot of people have that, like, um, collective unconscious or, yeah. or regression. Regress it's a collective ways. dream thing. It's, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. I'm. Well, why the Holocaust? You said, you said you were Bridget Bordeaux in a past life. I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> Look at these boobies. No, bad thing about the, 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 why? How come nobody's saying, oh, you know, I was burned at the stake for being Jewish back you in know, the Crusades? Believe, people believe that they were Joan of Arc and all those people too, I'm sure. Uh, I, you know, no, I'm very sad. Yeah, I, I could be uh, technically Abraham Lincoln reborn. I could. I could be George Lincoln Rockwell reborn. It is, well, no, our, our eras coincide. But you know what I'm saying? This is, this is nonsense, honey. This is just like fake belief system stuff. Um, it would be two oh, decades. Maybe she has a memory. Like sometimes like people tell you a story and you remember it. Maybe somebody told her a story so vividly that it, yeah. or she might have watched a video or something. Yeah. When she was a three-year-old, when she was a four-year-old, that's what lodged in her conscience. It would be two decades before Riggler learned that the Nazis' first experiments in mass murder was to put people in the back of a truck and pump carbon monoxide gas from the engine back into the back of the truck. So Riggler would spend the next seven years researching the subject. In time, around 450 people born after 1945 answered her online survey acknowledging that they experienced dreams, phobias, flashbacks, panic attacks, and, and occasionally the giggles, um, and other occurrences during a past life in the Holocaust. And another hundred people sent her emails stating the same sentiment. I'm sorry, I'm just, you know, I, I'm proud that we have a magazine about Jewish life, but this kind of stuff, I, I no, no, no. Why, why, why can't I be Howard Hughes reborn with the money? Okay, I, I, if I believe it, maybe it's true. Maybe it'll happen. Um, and by the way, see, I, I get that this Regler woman is Jewish, but did you know? Did you know? Now we, and, and also, I just I want to share this because the NBA has become the the hub at this point of black anti-Semitism in America. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with, with Kyrie Irving and he's dealing with the Kanye West. And just uh, somehow there's been this blossoming 
of what used to be the crazy black Israelites standing outside Citibank has now become the, the front face of how black people are thinking about Jewish people. It's mind boggling. However, we do, we do get one back. Former basketball star Amare Stoudemire tells a local audience about his personal Jewish journey. He's speaking in Pikesville, uh, big shock again, uh, you know, and talking about how disappointed he is in these comments by Kanye West and, and Kyrie Irving. Um, and he say, understanding history about what you're posting and research what you're posting before you actually press the send button. This guy is a philanthropist. Remember, this guy's name is Ari Stoudemire. This is how he looks. He's, he's, he's a black poison man. He is a philanthropist, author, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, kosher winemaker, mm. and Orthodox Jew. You should have him on your show. Right I now. would love it. Oh my maybe, God! Maybe that you could get some free vino. Huh? Huh? He spoke in front of six hundred people at Beth Tefillah about his Jewish journey. Um, he was raised a Baptist, and then uh, he would find his mother, Carrie, praying late into the night. See, she suggested he reconnect with the laws of Moses. So he was keeping the commandments, blah, blah, blah. This, this is just kind of nice. This is just like the antidote to the Kyrie Irvings and, and those people of this world who should all die in a horrible fire. But not Amare Stoudemire, oh no. Oh no, he, he should die in a wonderful, cool fire. No, I'm kidding, you know, he should not die at all. God bless him. And speaking of God, how about this? Windows of the soul. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, much wisdom is to be acquired by studying the windows of our synagogue. Let's see, let's see where this goes. I, I hope this is funny. When our preschool children at Beth Fila visit the main sanctuary, it's always fun. We look at the Torahs, we marvel at how the Ner Tamid, the eternal lamp, is always kindled, and we even observe the different shapes around the room and count the windows. I'm telling you, just trust me on this, this is a lot more fun than the, for the adults than it is for the children. The children, oh, look, children, let's count the windows. Children are like, are you kidding me? I could, I could be playing Dungeons and Dragons right now. We're counting fucking windows. But no, 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 it's cute, it's fun at Beth Fila. As we look out the windows, I often share with them that the shul windows not only look nice, but they are mandated by Jewish law. While the discussion with the children usually ends at that point, there remains much to be learned for all of us about interpretations of the law. And then he talks about Daniel. So why are shul windows so important? The Talmudic commentators, oh, here we go. Jews can find five commentary about everything including windows and shuls. For Rabbeinu Yonah, it's all about light. When there's light, we see each other, the contours of the room and our siddurs. This allows for more intentional davening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, but for Rashi, we love Rashi of the 11th century, it is less about seeing what's inside and more about noticing what's outside. Windows enhance our concentration because one peers out through them towards heaven, and one's heart is subdued. Oh, that's beautiful. In other words, this is Rashi. In other words, the windows point our hearts to Hashem in heaven. And then, of course, my favorite, Rambam. Rambam! 
The 12th century shifts are appearing outside from a vertical to a horizontal axis. Mm. Gotta love the Talmud. Gotta love it. We must set openings or windows towards Jerusalem so we can pray <laughs> towards that direction. The focus is Jerusalem, our natural, our national homeland. And by the way, there's very interesting differences to be noted between the views. Based, Rabbi, can you read it a spread? I, I, I can do this, all right. Based on Rabbeinu Yonah's approach, perhaps our shuls today, powered by electricity, <laughs> would not technically require windows for light. For the other two reasons focused on looking outward, electricity would not change the need for openings. Regarding the positioning of the windows, Rashi's view might support installing a skylight which points towards heaven. But I mean, this, this is what Jews do. When we're not depressed, we work ourselves into little rabbit warrens, further and further and further into sensical, nonsensical thinking. This is why I love being Jewish. This is why I could not be more Jewish than I am. Ladies and gentlemen, you gotta get yourself a copy of J. Moore. It comes out how often? It comes out every two months. Not often enough. I want to see this every single day. Let me find one more amusing little Jew thing that I can share with you before my, my time is through on this. Oh, by the way, by the way, just so you know, if you can test for goucher disease, you can test for everything. Who ever heard you ever heard of the goucher disease? Uh, there's a university rabbi called that name. I don't know if it's... All my life, all my they had um, Tay-Sachs. This is what they warned us about. You can develop hereditarily Tay-Sachs disease. <laughs> and now suddenly, out of nowhere, this, uh, by the way, I'm not pronouncing it, it's French. So it's actually Gaucher disease. Oh. Gaucher, I used to Gaucher to watch the New York Mets lose. So now it's Gaucher disease. Got a test for that thing. And here's, here's the one. Here you go. Here you go. I don't know what he's testing for. This is either the world's smallest shofar or a, a, a Jewish vaping pen. Let me see. What is that? I have no, I have no freaking, it's, um, I'll, I'll read, I can read this. Let's see. Here at Torah Lakulanu, we started off the Yom Tov season with a true blast. Students engaged in many meaningful activities to prepare for Rosh Hashanah. Shows you how old this thing is. Um, shofar decorating, uh, reviewing the sounds of the shofar, as well as a simanim placemat making, was an incredibly exciting event. Wait, placemat making? Placemat making. Oh yeah. But here's here's a here's a kid figuring out how to make his own little baby. His own little, uh, <laughs> his shofar. And doesn't he seem excited and <laughs> delighted to be there, no. ladies and gentlemen? He, you know why? He, he stepped out of the tour of the stained glass window watching. <laughs> exactly. Was because that's what his first choice was. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I see it, it's, uh, as the comedians will say, it's my time. But it has been a joy sharing with Judaism things with you here on the Dave's Gone By program. I do want to wish you a most, most happy 2023 New Year. I did a rabbinical reflection last week for the New Year's program. I hope you enjoyed that. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Rabbi Saul Solomon of Temple Sons of Bitches in Great Neck, New York. Have a happy one. Have a healthy one. Have a Jewish one. And Dave is coming back. He'll see you in a moment. Good Shabbos. 
<coughs> Can I play the damn thing? What the hell's wrong with this thing? Come on, play it! There we go. the one, the only, the Jewish rabbi, Saul Solomon. His website is shalomdammit.com, by the way. Shalom. I'm surprised that there's a capability to use the web. <laughs> Wasn't he banned by Musk? I thought Elon Musk banned him from the web usage. He was banned by General Electric. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that is Rabbi Saul. Check him out at shalomdammit.com for his old TV show that he did, for his stage show called Shalom Dammit, and of course also for his... Um, rabbinical reflections, his mini-sermons. He's got 170-something of them, and you can read them and listen to them at shalomdammit.com. Check them out. Well, um, it is not quite time for us to check out of the neighborhood yet on this Saturday, January 14th, 2023, our 877th episode of the program. We've been calling it Worth the Wait. We hope it has been for you. So what else? What else? We, we have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned to do, and also our Friends of the Neighborhood. Is there anything else we want to we want to talk about that we haven't? Um, and we talk about waiting, obviously. Shoe fly pie. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't. Um, you know who we didn't mention? Who? Because Rabbi Sal, he had to run to the bathroom, so he couldn't dance his way off. But have you guys seen on Twitter or on Facebook? Bangra guy. No, I don't have this. I don't have my Twitter on here. Well, I don't, I don't know if I can play the music because it might be copyrighted. But, it's, um... but there's a South Asian fella who is getting famous, at least internet famous, for just dancing in kind of a, a gentle, nice way to happy up Bangra music, which is Indian music. And he's, you can see because he always wears this red turban on his head, and he's not just dancing in a room most of the time, or he's not just dancing in a dance studio, but he goes oh, to like yeah, Antarctica. I'll show you, but I'll keep the music on. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this guy. He's getting famous for doing this. I'll, I'll do the, the music for him. I know, it's not time yet. Oh, is that? Yeah. Um, but I forget his name is Gurdip. Uh, I, I, I don't Why recall the fellow's name. Oh, your video will play after this, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 great. So, he goes okay. to these ridiculous, far away, 40 degree below zero places where a Jew would be like, no, I'm going to Florida. And here he is. This is, this is him. 
Yeah. He's the abominable snow idiot. No, no, it's lovely. No, it's it's actually it's very fun. Oh, there's lessons. He's doing lessons. Yeah, he's a dance teacher. He's a real dancer. He dances in in Indian, Hindi, whatever Bhangra style is. It's not Hindi. It's not Hindi. What is he Pakistani? What is he? No, but it's not Hindi. Let's see, hold on, I'm going to try to... Well, he, he does this. He goes and he teaches, yeah, of he's course. He's teaching, no, you can't see, but just hold the edge of the phone. He's teaching, he's teaching Bangra, so he's teaching how to do it. And he lives in the Yukon in a cabin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this man was born yeah. in India where it's 120 degrees in the winter. No, he wasn't born in India, I don't think. Oh, oh all right. Where, where, where was he born then? I think he was born not in India. Because he goes and he moves a place that's 140 degrees different in terms of temperature. Is he dancing? He's now he's still he's still sort of figuring okay. out. He's like okay. okay, and this is how you yeah, make yeah. a forty plate. Yeah. Well hold on, I mean, we'll get to we'll get to I'll dance. Move it, I'll move it for you. Oh can you do it? Oh yeah. now he's got hands on put your hands on your hips. Okay. Sorry. And, uh, what is this? Uh, it's your deep uh, do do around you go. It's your deep pander of uh your pete, right? Your pete? No, it's your pete. Your deep pander. Your deep, that's it. So, so, <clears throat> I mean, it's enjoyable. It's kind of goofy, and he's become, you know, again, one of these internet meme celebrity guys because he's out there in fourteen degree weather with this this you know orange or red turban on, mittens, clumpy boots, and he's just jumping up, and he and he, he is full of joy. There's something very like um, he just wants to share the joy and spirit. Of Dan. Now, I don't know if he goes home, he beats the shit out of his kids, or if he has any, or, or stuff like that. But at least the, the front face of Gurdip Panda is kind of fun and kind of neat. But, and, and the nice thing is you don't really have to be a great dancer. Not that I could do it. I've got four left feet. But, you know, it's a lot of arm movement and a lot of flapping. It's not like tango. It's not something that you have to study for four years to get. You just kind of go, move your body up, and the legs are flapping, and the thing is corkscrewing the feet. It is kind of fun to watch. And then, but you know, you watch it for a minute and a half and two minutes ago, kind of glad I'm not doing it. Kind of glad, because after he, after he does this, he's got to go back into his cabin and shovel snow and live in the friggin' Yukon. Um, here he's, with, he's doing it with the guest. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look. It's like um, Gene Kelly and and the mouse in that in the Hollywood musical. Yeah. It's exactly the same. I was actually speeding it up. Yeah. It's like, I think it's the dancing that makes the that horrible Bangra music tolerable. No. It's, like, it's great that he's doing it. It is lovely. It's wonderful. Somebody should do that for the waltz. Like an eighty-year-old should go around, yeah. like show, like waltzing with himself. Is that anyone can waltz? You just do this, and you go one, two, three. One, two, 
great. You know, all the patients with Alzheimer's would be like, one, three, one, belt buckle. He's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, so God bless him. But it's just kind of, kind of an amusing uh, person to go see on the web. Um, let's do some Friends of the Neighborhood, and then we'll get to the Colorado Limerick of the Damned. But Friends of the Neighborhood, what's kind of cool is like we had in the neighborhood today, not just me, not just Rabbi Saul of ShalomDammit.com and my darling and wonderful wife Joyce, but playing the game today where, of course, our beloved friends Leslie Hoban Blake, whom you can watch on Two on the Isle on their YouTube channel, David Sheward, whom you can read in theaterlife.com, culturaldaily.com, and also his blog, The David Desk, and Ronald Rand, who publishes the newspaper Soul of the American Actor, as well as has a book out called Solo Transformation on Stage, all about how to put together a one-person show and perform it and market it. So uh, not, not so much about that. It's not more a how-to. It's more of, a, of an inspirational guide. But those are three of our friends in the neighborhood. We call them friends because they've been on the show. Well, there are people who have been on this program for years and years or years and years ago, but they're like family to us. We like to let you know what they're up to. And that is why we call this Friends of the Neighborhood. Okay, so friends of the neighborhood, got some things to tell you about for this week. For example, today is January 14th. You know, on the 19th, you can see Wilson Germain Heredia. Yeah, underneath. I've got the, the hiding plane. Wilson Germain Heredia, who was in the original cast of Rent, he is doing a cabaret show at Chelsea Table and stage. If you can't get there in person, it's also going to be streaming online. So check out Wilson Germain Heredia this week. Playing now through February 5th on Broadway, the play called The Collaboration. It's being produced by Manhattan Theater Club at their Samuel J. Friedman Theater on Broadway. I mean, and this was a, a troubled birth a little bit because it, the actors had COVID. A couple of weeks ago, they had to cancel like a week of performances. Some of the reviews weren't great. But people want to see it, and people are apparently enjoying it. They've extended it twice now, uh, especially to make up for some of the lost shows. So it's running now through February 5th and features our friend Eric Jensen in the collaboration on Broadway. Austin Pendleton is directing the revival of Between Riverside and Crazy, that is at the Helen Hayes Theater, and then in an open run at the August Wilson Theater, Funny Girl, if you can get tickets. You know, or if you want to pay $500 for tickets. But wow. Tova Felcha is in there um, alongside Leah Michelle. But Tova Felcha, our friend of the neighborhood in Funny Girl. Lilius White is in Town at the Walter Kerr Theater. And Alan Menken, of course, is the composer of Aladdin and also off-Broadway Little Shop of Horrors, which is at the West Side Theater. Tim Caruso's cast party every Monday night at Birdland. Go to birdlandjazz.com. Evan Seplo is the founder and editor of StageBuddy.com, a website of New York nightlife. And, you know, Dr. Demento is still doing Dr. Demento shows at drdemento.com. I want to give a shout out to Vicky Quaddy, who could not be on the quiz How today. Is she, uh... Well, she's on a train. She's on, I think, to St. Louis or somewhere. Um, so, work or for... 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But remember that you can see her most weekends in Chicago at the Greenhouse Theater doing late night catechism and Are You Smarter Than Your Eight with Are You Smarter Than Your Eighth Grade Nun? And also Bible Bingo. It's all there for Vicky Quaddy in Chicago. Also I want to remind you to read the uh, theater reviews of Willard Manis. He covers Los Angeles for TotalTheater.com and Siegel covering the theater for Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So cool stuff. And those, my friends, are the friends of the neighborhood. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is just about noon. Eastern time here in the neighborhood as we're close to finishing up our 877th edition of Dave's Gone By with me, Dave Lefkowitz, my wife Joyce, and all the wonderful friends of the neighborhood. I want to remind you, you can email me, Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. Yes, I still have that old AOL, eh, AOL address, Dave's Gone By. I also have a Twitter feed, Radio Dave 2. It's Radio Dave and the number 2. And by, and um, I should mention, I have another website, DaveLefkowitz.org, which is a great place to read all my work. It's my theater reviews from years ago and more recently. It's my song lyrics, my one-act plays, my full-length plays, um, interviews I've done with people, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not grieving the loss of uh, Lisa Marie Presley because she screwed me out of my interview. So, yes, am I venal? Yes, am I a little <laughs> nasty for being that way? I don't care. It's me because I interviewed so many other people, uh, like Olivia Newton-John and, um, oh, who's the tennis player? Um, I don't know. Nana Amatolova? No, no, uh, yeah. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King and Joan London and, and folks like that and um, oh actresses as well. You can read all of these. They, they were originally in Long Island Woman magazine. Read them online right at my website, davelefkowitz.org. Well, I've put this off long enough. It's time. It's time to get poetical, ladies and gentlemen, with our Colorado Limerick of the Damned, because Joyce and I lived in Colorado for about 13 years, and so <clears throat> I got it into my head at one point for no reason at all to start writing a poem about a couple of different towns and places in Colorado. And I kept doing it because I kept finding more and more places that I could make really disgusting, vile, crude, short poems, limericks, five-line poems about these places. And I've kept doing it ever since. I have been bringing one a week to the neighborhood for the past four or five years now. I've got almost 250 of them. The latest from this week, Silver Plume, Colorado. Yes, there is a Silver Plume, Colorado. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and then read a horrible poem about it too. A limerick is a comic verse of five lines, in which lines one, two, and five would end with words that rhyme, and likewise <coughs> verses three and four also end with words that rhyme. So, this is a limerick.
Oh, dirty, dirty they do get. And they get evil and sick. And that's my kind of humor. So ladies and gentlemen, Silver Plume, Colorado. It is, as you would guess from the name, a former silver mining camp oh. near Georgetown, Colorado. It's populated in, in north central Colorado, not that far from Greeley, where uh, Joyce and I used to live. Population is under 200. So it's kind of considered um, what they call a living ghost town because there are Whoa. houses there. There's families there. What it's is got a living some... ghost town? Well, it isn't completely abandoned. So it was this thriving. How many people live there? Like, About 200 there? now. Oh, that's like my mom's town in Pennsylvania. Right. So it isn't completely dead. It's oh, not people like people are living there, but yeah. how do they shop and stuff? Um, well, there, there's local places, and they can go two towns over in a car and be oh, there somewhere else in ten minutes. But this was when it was really booming. Of course, was when the miners were there and the railroads and stuff. Uh, it still has an old schoolhouse and the George Rowe Mining Museum. Wikipedia lists there. There's a couple of different legends about the town itself, including it being named by a newspaper man for all the silver mines that Dude, were there. That's what we we're supposed to do yesterday on the 13th. You're silver mining? No, you're supposed to do like a ghost story or something. We didn't do anything. Oh, who knew? Who, who's know. telling you this? Who's, I read it on the interwebs. Oh, there you go. It's got to be true. Interwebs knows everything. Well, Wikipedia, the interweb says another mine owner was beloved. There was a mine owner there who apparently was a really cool guy. He was like an excellent boss. Uh, kind and generous, but he was brokenhearted over his fiance's death. So the Mayan camp in the evenings, he would be near a cliff and oh, they would no. hear him play violin oh, no. and would echo because the acoustics there, they, like just, they would hear it say beautiful. One day though, he just he never got over the loss of the fiance, he shot himself. Oh. And so they put up a giant statue in his honor that is still there to this day. Anyway, um, and, and by the way, it's, it's, I checked out the weather there. It's a little chilly because it's 9,000 feet above oh sea God. level, like more than a mile and a half, so almost two miles. So it, got, it gets cold there in the winters and, and a bit snowy. That's scary. But Silver Plume, Colorado. And now, now that I've honored it by sharing with you some details about Silver Plume, I'm going to desecrate it with a Colorado limerick of the damned, Silver Plume, Colorado. I dated a lady from Silver Plume and laid her right there in her living room. But when I pulled out, she started to shout and pulled a dead embryo out of her womb. Please send your comments and complaints to Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. <laughs> you need a lot of help. Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. You can also post your messages to me right here on this Facebook page. You know, either if you're a friend of the neighborhood or, or just a friend on Facebook, obviously you can send me a message thing or post your postings right under the show. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Dave's gone by at AOL.com. Follow me on Twitter, Radio Dave 2. Read the websites, Dave's gone by.com and DaveLeftowitz.org, and have a fine week. So, Joyce, what are you um, looking forward to? I'm looking at things to do and. Mm, yeah, we have the day ahead of us. I can't find anything. I got <laughs> to do, do some writing. You know, well, me too. I got, I got. We both have work to do for school and not for school and other things. Well, I got my own writing articles and stuff. Yeah. 
So um, we're going to get to it, and we're going to let you get to it. I want to thank you all for sharing your Saturday mornings with me. And we do anticipate being here next Saturday. It's going to be, um, let's see, 18, 19, 20, 20. Saturday, January 21st will be the next day it's gone by. It will be two days before my 59th birthday. So some kind of special... I don't know if there'll be anything special going on, but we do have a guest planned for next week. He is veteran playwright Richard Viter. Oh, wow. And he's doing a workshop reading of a latest play of his. Now, I remember this guy when he his play, Gangster Apparel, was being done in New York, and we're talking 30-something years ago. So he's written screenplays, he's written plays, he's been in the game for... A long, as long as I've been in theater as a journalist and playwright, he's been in it too, if not a little bit longer, wow. and still at it, which, you know, you've got to give credit for longevity. So we're going to be talking to Richard Viter in the neighborhood next Saturday morning on Dave's Gone By, and then the oh, week wow, after that, David, what, what? We could see a history of houseplants in exhibition. Hey, where? Oh, oh, uh, I know it is there. It's at yeah, the, is that the fairgrounds? in Baltimore, though. It's too uh, far. But um, I also want to put this out early that on Saturday, January 28th, our episode on that date, we're going to have the return visit of actress Julie Holston. So that should be a ton of fun. So, yes, lots of reasons to stay tuned to check our Facebook page and the davesgoneby.com page to see what's upcoming in the neighborhood. But until then, don't miss your Daves going by. Happy January. Happy still New Year to you. Be safe. Be well. And I hope whatever you have to wait for this week is worth waiting for and gone by. Days gone by, days gone by, they go away. Hmm. Jewish apple cake or shoe fly pie? <laughs> I know, Jew fly pie! <laughs> <laughs>